Welcome back to Hack Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mesoamerican Civilizations, Jay. And as always, is my co-host, Obsidian Tools, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing pretty good. I love those Obsidian Tools, those Mesoamerican Civilizations. They love them. It's good stuff, man. They had no iron. No, they didn't. And God bless them. I mean, they could have. Obsidian's pretty cool, though. No, it's sweet. They could have. That was an eerie sound. Heard that in the night, I'd be like, (gasps) walkers. Yeah, Yeah, good stuff. They could have killed all the white walkers. Game I really, I think I, we, people don't give them enough credit. Those Mesoamerican civilizations—they're pretty sick. They were impressive. You ever see that? Um, they had like genuine empires going on. The Incas, Machu Picchu, which was just sick. Oh, yeah. The Olmecs—they made those big heads. Yeah, they traded. You ever see that? Uh, those like stupid conspiracies where they'll like show the picture of the Olmec head, and they'll show another picture of one in like Africa somewhere, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "See, they're the same, but in." In the frame of the Africa one, there's a there's writing at the bottom in English saying donated by the Olmec peoples, like <laughs> donated by like some society. Oh yeah, Literally. it's like my guy. Look at the photo you made. Well, it's, it's like, like the same thing of just like pyramids. Yeah, they both build pyramids. They do, and it's like honestly, not revolutionary of a concept, is it? Yeah, no. I mean, get on it, but like it's just how did the Egyptians do it? But then we see the essays like, oh yeah, they could do that. It's like you stack you stack rocks on top of each other. That's kind of what they form up to eventually. Yeah. It's a pretty simple structure in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's 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 just like weight. It's just how weight. Works. I mean, I'm, I'm underselling it because like they have interiors and stuff sometimes. And but still, yeah. Or it was aliens. I mean, it could just been aliens. Who knows? Probably not. No, probably not. One time, someone tried to argue with me. It was like, well, how come they match up with like the distance between them is like the speed of light or something? And I was like, hey, we made up all those distances. Like that's because we said it. It's that long, so it could be anything. <laughs> It's it's they're exactly ten meters apart. It's like yeah, because we said how long ten meters is. We could- so we know how old they are. They're not similar in age yeah. at all. Like whatever. Beside the point. She all <laughs> sure. Right, let's do it first. No, we do. I'm sorry, we're doing Werewolf by Night first. I messed that up. Doesn't really matter. So you, you gotta edit all edit that all out now. Make yourself sound competent. That'd be great. All right, Werewolf by Night, new Marvel thing. Good new Marvel thing. The, the special Marvel's- presentation. That's right. I've heard that a lot of things are going to start... Sh- they're considering making a lot of projects special... More, like, shifting from, like, TV shows and stuff, like, special presentations. Like, moving kind of away. Maybe trying to adopt this model more often. I wouldn't... I wouldn't not be disappointed in that, I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of applies to another thing we're going to talk about later on here. But, like, there's maybe something to be said about the idea that all of these Marvel Disney Plus shows don't necessarily need to be full whatever, six, eight episode things. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's It just depends. I mean, because some of them, it, it's almost the opposite, where it's like, oh, I wish we could have got another couple episodes, and then, you know, sometimes it's the reverse. It really all just depends, project to project. But they seem to have committed pretty heavily into that, for whatever reason, into the into the Disney Plus TV show model, which, like, yeah, has some, you know, it's, it's a very specific thing that's that has its own, you know, strengths and drawbacks. And stuff. Obviously, there's, like, there's something to be said about like dominating a you know the internet like zeitgeist for like six weeks in a row instead of just once, right? Mm. For one, which is a thing we've talked about a lot before in regards to the way they do streaming and releases and stuff. But you know, on the other hand, it's like, well, that's that's physically more content you have to make. It takes longer to do, I guess. Um, you got to space it out more. Yeah, it's more expensive. You got you got to make compromises, right? To make eight hours of content versus you know two and a half, or in this case, like under an hour. Yeah, under an hour, like. So it's all kind of, you know, all kind of direction you could take it. But anyways, this this thing itself, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, a, like you said, it's sub one hour. It's just like a, I don't know. Fun I mean, special presentation is pretty vague. Yeah. Like it doesn't really mean anything when you get right down to it. But I guess it's like a short story, short film kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like it's, a, that's the form it takes, right? Yeah. Like a 
vignette kind of. Yeah, I guess it's. I don't know. What counts as a short film? I think for the Oscars, this I would think be fifty thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, because a novella is fifty thousand words. Yeah, that's yeah. Fun. That's. I mean, not that it's all like art and it's all kind of nebulous, but I think I I do believe this is too long for like the Oscar category, right? Right. But whatever. Same with books. I mean, that's the only. That's usually the only benchmark you gauge off of. It's because it's the same with books. Because it's like, well, this is what um, whichever the golden you know, book the publishing people consider a novella for consideration for their award thing. So, but yeah. So it's I don't know how much about this did you know going in? Because I feel like we watched uh, I whatever that tra- that trailer was. I watched it like probably just once and kind of. Yeah, I think I watched it. I think I watched it maybe once or twice when I came. Like I watched it a couple times just because for the show and like because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I knew. Like very little. I didn't like look into it, like who was gonna show up and like references to it. Yeah, I knew that. I, I, yeah, it's all I kind of knew, just like basic, like just just if the trailer showed me. Uh, I know when I was watching it with a buddy of mine, he was like, "Oh, the TVA is supposed to be in this," and I was like, "Why the fuck are they in it?" And they weren't because it was just people who kind of were kind in of riot like gear. Them. They were yeah. in riot gear. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was where that confusion came. It's all in black and white, so you can't tell. It is. But uh, I knew that Man Thing was gonna be in it because of like the trailers, and I know who Man Thing is, so I had that context so i'm like oh he's in it i know i don't remember knowing about man thing because i was kind of surprised by man thing i think i saw his face in one of the trailers or like a still i I believe it or his hand i caught on i was Mm -hmm. like oh that looks like the ripoff swamp thing also man thing terrible name i like the name they give him much fun very that was fun i believe that's always been his name though is ted i don't know all i know is man thing is just swamp thing but marvel that's all i kind of know about him which one was first though swamp are you certain I think because Swamp Thing's like a because they both live in swamps. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they would have capitalized it. No, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I did not know. I was surprised by Man Thing. I thought I guess, I guess well, what's tough? Because the way it was presented, I was like, oh, I guess the werewolf is gonna be the guy. But then I was like, well, I'm pretty sure this guy named Jack is the werewolf. Although, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure people slightly more plugged into this knew that just knew that guy was portraying the werewolf. The werewolf, right? I yeah. thought that was like a super tight secret. But like, I didn't know that the um. Well, I guess I didn't know the general like plot. Of what this was supposed to be about, mm. um, I didn't know that the Bloodstones were going to be involved. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Either. I didn't, I'm not familiar with the Bloodstone outside really? of this. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know about that. That was kind of neat. Um, so yeah. Hey, basically, the, the, I guess we could just get into it, what what the idea here is. Um, so Ulysses Bloodstone dies, and they're doing a like a funeral memorial type thing for him. And what that is is that they're going to f- figure out who the successor for his bloodstone is which i don't even know if that's a concept from the comic I'm, I'm, i would guess it is yeah um but who do gets to do it, and the way they're going to decide that is by doing a monster hunt because they're all monster hunters which is a fun Concept. a fun idea yeah um on some level and it's cool and, and it says this in the like little the blurb on disney plus but this is a you know kind of a whole new little corner of the mcu which is always cool it's always fun i mean it's one of those things i, I think we talked about before it's getting harder and harder to do that yeah just from the perspective of like man we're like 20 you know, three movies deep, and we've never even seen this. Like, it gets, I guess it just gets harder to kind of, like, swallow. Rationalize, be like, all right, well, where was this? Yeah. But, that's what it is. I don't really... This one I can kind of, like, forgive, because magic stuff kind of hides. Yeah, it's intentionally kind of secret and clandestine, and, like, that's their whole cult here. Yeah, so, it makes sense. Um, But, yeah, so so I guess the other thing is, like, this is is supposed to be the more actually leaning into kind of, like, horror-type elements. Yeah. Um, and it's it is more so like it seems to be drawn on old school horror because it's obviously it's intentionally black and white all the way through till the very end. Yeah, 
and it's um it's playing off of those elements. So you know, it's not exactly like a modern horror film, but it's clearly trying to yeah. have some some creepy, spooky elements, right? Yeah, I, and I would say it's it is generally creepy at times, but I, oh, I yeah. certainly was never like scared. Yeah, actually, like terror terrified yeah, or anything. I, I think the horror kind of comes from like the violence. There's a lot of like pretty. I mean, I would say for Marvel, pretty gruesome stuff going yeah. on. And it is, it really is kind of spooky in the beginning. Like, it's just creepy. It's just a little, like, eerie and, and unnerving. And even, like, they have his, like, mummified body there. That they're, and I was, even that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. He's, like, talking. He's, like, set up a little, like, weird kind of sh- weird, like, quirky, <laughs> oh, I'm doing jokes. I pre-record all these jokes yeah. for my body to move around with. And, like, all the weird little culty elements and stuff. It's like, yeah, there's generally some, like, creep factor here but it's not i'm not terrified or anything but yeah like so we're kind of all over the place but yeah they're basically it's a, they're they're trying to see who should get the blood zone and we got our main guy jack who is the guy we, we've kind of fall from the beginning here and then we also have um elsa bloodstone who is his estranged daughter and then which your stepmom yeah and then the evil stepmom and then a bunch of other hunters who are ultimately inconsequential just right? fodder cannon fodder but they're cool they all look different. They all yeah. got their own David thing. David Bowie? Yeah. David, David Bowie, Bowie looking <laughs> one. Yeah. Ciroc, kind of, maybe? They all got their own thing. That's all you need, isn't it, really? Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting, I don't explain it, I don't, I'm kind of confused by it, is when, right at the beginning, like, they're doing, like, the ceremony, like, this, here's the, here's his body, and we're gonna do, like, the ceremony. They're like, you, David Bowie, 27 kills, you... Uh, guy, Asian guy, thirty kills, and then they get to Jack, and they're like a hundred deaths, and it's like, well, why did you say deaths for him? And is he just dying a hundred times? He's not a very good hunter if he dies. No, nah, I think it means he killed a hundred. But like, I, I do think there, yeah, there's, it's a little weird. Because like, as, as we come to learn, those were just ones that he did when he was a werewolf. A werewolf. So it's weird that they know how many people or whatever he's killed. I guess monsters, because that's what they were all counting, right, for the rest yeah. of them. So it's weird that they know that. He's killed over a hundred monsters, supposedly, but they didn't have any concept of how or why. Yeah, that he was doing it like that. Um, which yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. So they the 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 thing with the hunt is that they fuse. They have a monster they release into this like weird like modern art garden thing. Yeah, like a maze, like a maze kind of thing. Scenario. And they fuse the bloodstone to its back, and they say it weakens the monster and it makes it angry so it's like easier to find and easier to kill and whoever kills it and gets the stone is like the the new patriarch or matriarch whatever it may be and then jack's the first one to find it and it's man thing as we've said hmm. and at first like it got me but it's revealed that jack's actually like friends with him he's there to like get him out like he must have known that he got captured and like made himself known as like oh i'm going to come do this to save him mm-hmm. so he's trying to save him without getting himself killed uh he meets up with elsa uh, and they, she runs into her and they're like, Ooh, it's him. And then they like fight one of the hunters and they, they get separated again. And then they, they like do a little thing. They fight off and they meet up again and they have a little conversation about their, their lives. Uh, and then they break out and they agree to, and then she agrees to help him. Yeah. They come to the agreement that he doesn't actually want the stone. He just wants to free the monster. So if she helps in that, then he can just, she could just have the stone and no, no problem. And she's cool with that. Cause she's not really into the whole pageantry of it all anyways. So yeah. she's cool with that. And then he grabs the stone and he like starts freaking out and like spazzing or like falls on the ground. Hmm. And they're like, hmm. And her stepmom's like, he's a monster. He touched the stone. He's freaking out. She's like, you lied to me. And he's like, ah, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't worry. It's on a full moon. I'm just, I'm not, it's, it's nighttime, but no werewolf. 
She's like, they're just gonna they're gonna make you turn to when he goes, Oh, didn't see that coming. They could just use the thing to do that. How did he not know that? <laughs> I feel like you would I need know. to know that. It is weird. Like it it is yeah, again, I you you're probably just not supposed to think about it too much, but it does seem strange that he is seemingly a part of the society. Like no one questions his showing up there. He seems to have I mean, even though he is there to save man thing. He also seems to have gotten a legitimate invitation. I yeah, mean, he got that a little, thing. little crest thing. So, like, he's part of their whole little society group, whatever, monster hunter type thing. But then, yeah, people don't really know any of the stuff about him. I guess that, you know, works in his favor because they say that they're all supposed to be secret and, like... Anonymous. Yeah, even to each other. So, I guess that's how it works. But, yeah, you think it does seem like he's a little oblivious to some of the goings-on. Yeah, especially the thing, like, the artifact he wants. Mm-hmm. He knows what it does. It's weird that no one ever, like, if that's the case, that no one's caught on to him earlier, but... They wouldn't just vet him and be like, touch the stone for fun. Yeah, right. Like, oh, you're not a vampire or whatever. Or that I, one probably also didn't super get his... Um, so they, when they knock them both out, like, capture them both after he touches the stone, they put them in a cage together. What they're going to do is they're going to werewolf him, and they're going to make him kill the girl. And yep. They'll be like, we're going we're gonna to kill... You make you kill the girl, and then we're going to kill you. And then he like stands up and he, like looks around at all the heads. And he starts to really freak out. And is that I I was watching it and I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you freaking out? And I think I'm now thinking back. I think it just it just dawns on him how much danger he's in. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, oh, the stone's gonna turn you. And then he's like, oh, there are like heads of things. Oh, I'm gonna be a head if I don't do something. And then he can't really do anything because they change him and yeah. they kill everybody. Yeah, he just kills everyone in there pretty much. He's cool. Yeah, they do the cool like blood splatter on the camera effect. He busts out and he just goes on a bit of a rampage. Um, so what do you what do you think about his how he looks as Werewolf by Night? I think it looks cool, especially if it's I I, I like it because it's not it's like practical. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, that and they I, went that route. Yeah. It's good. It, yeah, it very much feels again in the same vein as like the rest of this aesthetically, like nineteen thirties. Like, yeah, like a creature yeah, from the Black like, Lagoon type thing. Exactly, like an old school Wolfman kind of thing, which is which is fun. I don't know if it fits the rest of the general. Marvel like universe. aesthetic of the MCU, yeah. even I mean, even because you have Man Thing in this show, who whatever this thing, who is a big just CGI yeah, MCU thing, looks very good though. See, no, he does. They, they didn't have to color him. And even yeah, I was gonna say, I think I did have that thought. I was like, this probably is even easier than going because he's just because he's just black and white. But then at the end, even when he is in color, you, I think he looks fine. I mean, yeah. he doesn't hardly do anything at the end there, but still. Yeah. Whereas like yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if they bring him into anything else in the future, they they might have to. Up the ante. Alter that slightly. Yeah. I feel like they might have plans to. Because he would look weird just sitting alongside, like, Doctor Strange. and He was like a fake cape. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I'm just eight hours of prosthetics every morning. I'm just weird and hairy. Because it, it's a very weird, like, the hairiness yeah. across all of them. It's a, again, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the um the lion from The Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah. So the way it's all, like, curly and fluffy. Yeah, it's like a bit it's much. been shampooed. Not yeah, like, right. Not like a wolf's fur would be like kind of dirty and matted. Oh yeah. So like, well, no, I, I shower when I do this. I gotta like <laughs> yeah, stay clean. Still weird and curly, but got him. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Elsa kills the other two hunters, which is fun. She's she's quite quite competent in this, which is fun. Yeah, she's a really like an intense kill. I didn't even like it surprised me when like the one guy like he falls and like onto her sword and she just like slits his throat really quick. That was pretty like quick and visceral. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, yeah. that was intense. She cuts a guy's hand off. She yeah. She does as much mutilating as the werewolf does. Pretty yeah, much. just about. She sh- and then she shoots him in the throat and it's like coming up through his mouth. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Like holds she- him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Very she muffles him as he bleeds out. And just, yeah. It's pretty tight. And then because the, the other chick, she also slits her throat and then like gets her right in the skull with that oh, yeah. sword. So that's 
It's pretty full on. I did think it was a little funny, a little weird when um when she is holding that guy and the Irish man, British guy with who's like got the most kills comes around and he gets the axe that he like doesn't check the bushes because he's like, well, you guys are all like hunters. You guys should be like, well, maybe someone's hiding in these bushes. It is weird. It is kind of that. I mean, because it is sort of a fantastical like, oh, they're monster hunters. It's its own kind of thing. But it is like. Yeah, why are they using, like, axes and hammers and shit? Like, yeah, and also, the wet, like, someone gets a tiny crossbow, a, a really weird, like, curved axe, and or just a tiny ball-peen hammer. Man, thing's humongous. Like, he's a, I mean, maybe that's <clears throat> maybe that's not what they use in their normal like, operations, but, like, yeah. Yeah, they're, like, uh, they did say the weapons are scattered. <sighs> like, they provide all the weapons. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, those are, so you just gotta, you gotta first gotta find the big axe, and you're gonna win, maybe? You think maybe, like, choose guns? Like, yeah. modern, like, very, like, fancy especially in the mcu they have like fancy space guns basically well, you can just point. light up the magic monster hunting just, guns yeah right but what are you gonna do i guess yeah even even like yeah recently elsa bloodstone is always portrayed with like she'll have like a blunderbuss or whatever <laughs> just for the fuck of it i That's guess funny. so i don't know part of their aesthetic yeah it's yeah it's the aesthetic isn't it fighting monsters and shit you got weird swords and whatnot why not mm-hmm. it's all it's all quite victorian isn't it oh of course i did like the flaming tuba yeah, that, that was pretty It took cool. me a second yeah. to understand what was going on. I was like, what's that guy? I'm like, oh, he just had... Why is that tuba just on fire? <laughs> it's just, just kind of slightly on fire. Yeah, that was just kind of like a weird, funny thing to put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end, like, we escapes. Like, she's like, all right, werewolf by night, get out of here. Go off in the night. And then Ted shows up and saves her and, like, melts her stepmom. Because that's just one of his abilities. To, like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're afraid of him, he melts you. I don't know. Seems like if he just touches you, if he just gets his hands on you, he can just heat you up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know hardly anything about man thing to be honest. So. I'm trying, I I think that's. <laughs> a, I know swamp thing has a thing. If you're afraid of him, he like hurts you. Yeah. But I can't remember if that's touch or something. I don't know how much their powers overlap because it's like a dead stroke, dead death stroke. Um, the other guy, whom I think Deadpool. No, Aquaman. I'll go Aquaman and name one. That's a very is an easier one kind of situation. Swamp thing and man thing both debuted in 1971. I can't even. I, Oh. I'm trying to see which one was actually first. But yeah, he has always been he has always been uh Ted. That is just his character's name. So the oh. guy who becomes the, the man thing. Oh, uh, as as classic for a lot of uh like half of the MCU's origins. Um he was trying to recreate the super soldier serum. That guy stop trying to do that. And it's it never it, it's never gone well, really. Who how do they keep fucking up so bad? I don't know. They actually got- went all right for Patriot, but that's true. It. Except for the race, like the the horrible racism stuff. Yeah, that think, was kind of its own. So thing, really, like, I, that's a real like gambit. Come an ugly swamp monster and like a horrible man, not unrecognizable in human form, or really racist. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it's it? It's tough. I think I'm gonna go with the swamp man. Yeah, I guess I'd just be man thing. I kind of I, again, I know almost nothing about. It. I kind of thought he could go back and forth. I thought he would go back and forth at one one point, but he's just this whole way through. He's just t- he's just in his swamp thing form. So I don't know. There is man thing for him. Fuck, it's tough. That's a. I mean, that's a pretty. That's a straight up and down one, isn't it? Yeah. Of just like guys, you just are copying each other. I mean, that's there's no yeah. way around that one, right? Yeah. Man thing and swamp thing, and they're both just green swamp men. Big big swamp men. Come the fuck on, right? One kind of looks like an elephant. It's got weird like trunk appendages, but even then, Alan Moore has a really critically oh. acclaimed swamp thing run. This says at the time that writer Len Wine, I don't know, um, was coming up with Swamp Thing. His roommate. Jerry Conway had put Man Thing on the page over a year previous. Oh, so Man Thing was first. Okay, huh. apparently. The f- you went with Man Thing first. No accusations of plagiarism were ever made, though they have a 
shared origin and look and the two characters yeah i mean that's kind of nothing man thing is a weird one but also is man thing not like it feels slightly more inspired than swamp thing in a, in a weird way i guess that's true i just feel, I feel swamp like thing almost feels more generic because it's like yeah he's just a swamp a, a thing in the if swamp. you're just doing the swamp guy again you call it, we can't call it man thing i guess just swamp thing i guess that's true i guess when you think about it that way right yeah i can see what you're saying because man thing he was a man and now he's a thing yeah the, i guess two so. halves he's a man inside the thing yeah i don't know Call him Swampy. But yeah. Um, so then that's kind of... Yeah, everyone dies except pretty much... Well, the butler is all right. But then Man-Thing... everyone and, but the butler. Man-Thing and uh, Werewolf Boy get out there so they could return and whatever. Um, and Elsa Bloodstone, um, yeah. which is cool because she's... Again, I had no clue she was going to be in this. I did not I did not know that's where this was going, which is fun because she's been a big big Midnight Suns member recently. So and we've been we've been beating that drum for a while. Yeah. Um. So she could totally Foaming make it on the, the roster. I don't know how that works alongside like your werewolf by nights or your your man thing or whatever. But she could totally be on the team. Absolutely. Her and Blade and Moon Knight and Doctor Strange fit all a, right. And we even get a Blade movie. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about that. But yeah. Overall, I mean, I thought it was fun. I don't. I don't know. Again, we don't, these are not characters we're particularly passionate about or anything. Yeah. Um. I thought it was interesting. I liked. Yeah. I liked them. They were endearing. I did. I, it, it did take me off guard, like how quickly it kind of ended. Like I feel like it kind of ended a little suddenly for me. I, I didn't like not like it. I just was like, oh, it's over. I guess this is the. I'm like, I guess this is the end of the story because it's not supposed to be like a movie length. Or I think I just yeah. It's kind of one of the things like it's the first of its kind. Yeah, like a wand of it is like, well, how am I supposed to like judge this? I think if we get more special presentations, this will kind of like. I'll get we'll get in the rhythm of like, all right, well, this is what we expect from this kind of thing and stuff. When I mean like the next one. It's like a Christmas special, which is kind of like a tried and true sort of a yeah kind of thing. Thing, and it's also existing. Care. It's a very it's different Guardian. thing. It's just right. the Guardians doing a Christmas thing. So even if it is only again like an hour, it's just like yeah, it's just them just doing a Guardians Christmas. fucking around. It's yeah, hilarious. It's just doing a fun Christmas thing or whatever. So like that's kind of a different. Whereas this is all new characters, all new situation and stuff. Mm. Again, it's kind of introducing a whole new monster sort of side. corner of the yeah of the yeah. world. Um, you don't, yeah, I mean like hey. It probably wouldn't have hurt to give it a little bit of more runtime. I mean, this is basically just like com- compared to some of the other shows we've watched, right? This is just like a single episode length like, yeah. almost, which is really quite quite brief. But that's all right. Yeah, you get on them. Yeah, it's cool. Again, I'm sure those those three primary guys will show up again mm. um, in some form or fashion, whatever that could be. It's just with everything like this in the MCU, there's just so many pieces now, but again, they can only do so much compared to how many comics you can put out in a year. You can only put out so much television show, produced television. content like yeah. this, where it's just like, who the fuck knows when we'll actually pick up these pieces. Again, who knows when, but, it's going to be like, it's me, Jack, from We're Off By Night. Right. But they really just got to commit to like, just throw everyone into everything. Just have people show up more often for cameos like this. Like one of the other things we're about to get to. But like, yeah, because we can't, we can't hold out for, you know, well, we got to wait for fucking man thing to get his own movie here it's like no yeah. you just gotta throw him in whatever yeah he's if, got, you, if you want to see man thing you just gotta use him right yeah. you gotta use him in Loki season two he's gotta wear a big tva suit and be like what's up but midnight suns i, st- I do think is in the cards maybe you can do i mean because that's just a full-on team and that's just you get a you check off a bunch right yeah you get as a i might I mean just throw them all in there yeah probably and again as along with dr strange and moon knight and blade like it's just oh and uh Fucking throw Black Knight in there for all that matters. Who who gives a shit? Oh yeah, he's like got, he's got that sword. Just do them all. So, um, we got everything. I mean, it's kind of brief because there's not like it's not a huge thing. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah, man, thing, it man thing feeds on the fear of others. There you go. Good for him. Yeah, 
controls like he gets in a whole thing again. I don't know much about either of them, but I know he's like an elemental yeah, in the DC universe. Yeah, right? and they there there are things that they control the nexuses of all reality. Like their so swamps are like gateways. So I'm like that could be a Doctor Strange shenanigan, right? That'd be cool if he showed up in Doctor Strange. I mean, that's a pretty that's pretty full on. Yeah, it's a multiverse thing, man. It's man thing coming up. But yeah, I think we can probably move on from that. I mean, it's good. I'm excited for it. I think it's not really for young children. <laughs> No, I guess not. It's one of those things where it's like, it's not even, yeah, it would probably be a little upsetting. And also, when it's not upsetting, it probably just wouldn't be interesting. interesting. Be like, why is it black and white? I was going to say, that would put that'll, that would have put me off as a younger man. Just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like a year ago, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> well, it's a wonderful life. Get that shit out of here. No, I love it's a wonderful It's a great no, movie. It's a good movie. My mom thinks the color version is bastardized. I've never even laid eyes on that. Yeah, I can't right. imagine how, yeah, I mean, how could it be? It is fun at the end when, when it's revealed that her her jacket was orange the whole time. I guess I should have seen that coming because it's kind of her signature. Yeah. But I was like, oh, there it is. Oh, it was. It's just... I don't play, um... You know what it made me think, though? Made me wonder. Maybe this is just me being a, like a... Saint, but I was like, was she actually wearing an orange one the whole time? Or was she wearing whatever looks best in black and white? And Because, you know, that's a thing sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, I actually said that. I was like, I wonder how... When I was watching with my friend, I was like, I wonder how much this furniture in this room is blue. And like red or some like weird color just to show up gray scale. Yeah, true up properly on the gray scale because there's there's examples of that throughout like film when yeah. they had to when they were black and white of just like you see it in color and they're actually dressed all weird and strange. Like all in the, the lighthouse, are people always make that joke that Robin Pattinson just dressed like Mario because he had a red shirt and blue suspenders or blue overalls, but it comes out just like gray and darker. Yeah, gray. he's not supposed to. You're not supposed to think he's wearing black, red, and blue. Yeah, you're supposed to think he's wearing whatever fishermen fucking wear or whatever. Lighthouse, lighthouse keepers, insane lighthouse keepers. Weird grays and tans, probably. But yeah, to get it to look right on grayscale, you gotta do goofy stuff like that sometimes. All right, well, I could tech out of that into House the Dragon. We got pulled up right here. Sure. Episode. That's right. I love this. This is great. Uh, Drift Mark is this week's episode. It Mm -hmm. is the first episode they filmed when they filmed this whole thing, which is fun. Where the first stills come from. And this part is just the classic Game of Thrones. Bunch of characters do a bunch of storylines in one great. location. I'm, I'm really having a great it's time a, with this show. It's dude. an intense episode. It's great. Oh, great stuff. And you know what's crazy? I mean, we'll, we can get to it. But apparently next week is like even bigger. Really? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I've seen some like very high praise. I've seen some people just say like, oh, it's pretty good. But then I've seen some of the earlier views like very high praise. Like someone said like, oh, they had one of those Game of Thrones moments where you just kind of like want to stare at your TV for like 20 minutes and digest it afterwards. And I'm like, oh. wow. I've seen someone said, um, someone said, someone said it was like one of the best episodes of TV they ever, like best 90 minutes of TV they ever saw. Or not, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm Length like, of wow, television. This yeah. I was like, this is, this is exciting. So but yeah, we got Driftmark. It's called that because it takes place on Driftmark. Primarily in and around Driftmark. Incredible. So they're there for um, Lena's funeral because she died this week. And Damon comes right out of the gate swinging, just like Damon does, and laughs at his wife's funeral. Yeah. Because he's the best guy ever. <laughs> well, so this is interesting. So, okay. Let me, let me uh, pull it up here. Um, I've seen some I've seen some some people say that maybe there's a little bit of, like, interpersonal stuff going on in that scene. A little unspoken, um, which explains why he's acting that way. Obviously, the, the simplest and, like, surface explanation is that he just finds it amusing. Which, from what we can tell, he, he seems like he does. As much as he likes Rhaenyra or whatever... I mean, last episode, he was pretty, like, he was kind of making fun of it with Lena, right? Yeah. When she was like, oh, they have another kid. And he's like, this one also look, look like, like Harnstrong. <laughs> like, he, so he could just be laughing at it because that, that's what's happening here, right? So in the eulogy, um, the dude, I can't even remember his name. The, Raymond or something? Something like some. Corman, you know, yeah, one yeah. of those. <laughs> <What>? The uncle. 
The uncle of the family. Whatever Corliss's brother's name is. Mm-hmm. Is given the eulogy, but then he's being kind of shit because he's trying to really sprinkle in that, like, fuck you, Rhaenyra. Yours, you're, those, those kids aren't Lenors. You're diluting our blood. Or whatever the hell. Um, which, like, Ken, it's not really on her, is it? No. Listen, they all, it's kind of an open secret, seemingly, among their family that he's literally, like, gay. So can you really blame them? Like, yeah. what do you want to, I mean, how does that work? How, how are they meant to get it done? But whatever. Yeah. They able to address that. I don't remember we mentioned it last week when I was like, did they try? And she goes, eh, we, we gave they it totally a, addressed we it. gave yeah. it a shot. And like, well, you can't really blame anyone no. in that case, I mean, can you? They, I mean, they gave it the, they gave it the old college try. They totally did. So, I don't know. Uh, but people, some people think that maybe there's, and I don't know how intentional this is or whatever. You can, it's one of those things. It's like when you have books and it's like, hey, I'm, and your in your English teacher wants you to be like, well, now why was the character wearing orange in this scene? And you had a fucking because they have bad fashion taste. No, you pull out, yeah, you got to pull out your fucking thing and be like, well, according to this, and this is the symbolism. And it's like, is it all intentional? Maybe I don't know. I can never know. I've never gotten a straight answer. I've seen some writers talk about it, and they're like, I don't know, kind of. But it's like not everything can be a thematic choice, can it? Yeah, because it's, it's nothing, and nothing's a thematic choice. Right. You can't. No one can overanalyze it to that extent when they're writing. I think I honestly think sometimes you just kind of put stuff in. You're like, someone will probably get something from that. Yeah, it'll <laughs> connect. You you just if you're thinking in a certain way, you can kind of force anything to fit. Um, but in, in regards to that, some people say that he's laughing in that scene not because he necessarily thinks that's laugh out loud funny, but to um because he sees that Rhaenyra and um Luke are or is it Chase? Which uh, Chase is the other one, right? Yeah, Chase. Um, Luke, uh, Rhaenyra and Chase are very uncomfortable with it because he's basically just implicitly calling them out. And so, like, because there, there is a moment where they, like, him and Rhaenyra lock eyes, and then he starts laughing. And so, some people say, like, oh, maybe he's um, he was doing it intentionally to, like, go like get around her nerves. Draw attention away from them. Just oh, to, yeah. Because they were uncomfortable with it. And they both kind of know. And it's like, I don't know. I could see it that way. I think I'm good to the action with her. But it's kind of, it's interesting. I don't know. And again, I don't know how much of those details are intentional in a show like this, which I, I do think there's, I mean... We're pretty big fans so far, and I I do think there's pretty good care taken with a lot of the stuff. But I mean, even then, how how much can can it really be? Right. So it's this one right here. Yeah, salt crushes through Valyrian blood. Like he's calling him out. Yeah, oh, he's really going in. Jim Damon. He meets size with Rhaenyra here. He's all like, look at he's like looking askance, and that's when Damon starts. So I don't know. I yeah. kind of see it, but whatever. Um. So there's the funeral, and like you said, it's this classic thing of just everyone's here at the same location. And all the dramas unfolding between all the different parties for all the different reasons. Yeah. So Otto Hightower is back. He's back, and he's the only one who hasn't aged. <laughs> just, I'm literally throwing up and crying, Jack. I'm literally just I punch fell, in the air. I fell to my knees in the Walmart hearing about this. He's just right back, isn't he's he? He's right back where he looks. I love it. He looks right at his little little brooch. Uh, let me let me show the audience this bad boy. <laughs> right back where it belongs. And then it? Damon, you know, so you know, say what you about Damon assassinating his own wife. He really gets. He really hits out of the first chance to get his like. You're back, you fucking leech. I I fucked off the Pentos. I knew. I knew when I was done. I went iron. I've had my. I'll take my dragons and go. It's tough, isn't it? Well, because he had the right idea about getting rid of him. I mean, even if whatever, but like he had the right idea. Everything that Viserys said was, regardless of how we arrived at that and and whatever, Rhaenyra kind of pushed him towards it. Yeah, he was correct when he was like, yeah, I think you're too invested now and you can't be impartial. That was all correct, but I guess he's just getting older and older and less and less shits to have to give. So he's just like, eh, that guy was all right. I guess bring him back. And his wife was like, can I have my dad back, please? Yeah, she definitely kind of probably pushed him. So we got this fucking loser back, and he's. I'm sure that'll go well for everybody. Yeah, everyone's going to have a great time. No one's going to like 
no one's gonna get reinforced in their fears anytime soon. Fucking loser. So we got Otto back, and then that's that's gonna cause no amount of drama. This is obviously the first time Rhaenyra and uh, Damon have been reunited in a long time. Um, since presumably the last time we saw them meet together, right? In, yeah. At the wedding, so that's interesting. Um, so it's been like over ten years, I would guess, that he's just been fucking off in Pentos. You know, after he marries Lena. Lena. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, there are some nice moments in here, though. Yeah. I do like when the when she's like, "Hey, what is it, Jay, Jace? Yeah, yeah Jace. Jace. Jace is the older one. So he, she's like, "Go, go, be nice to your cousin." And then he is, and they have a nice little moment there where he he's able to lend them some comfort because they're real sad because you their know mom, on account of their mom dying, their mom like like killing herself, with yeah, the immolating herself. It's pretty tough. I gotta imagine that'd be upsetting, Mo- at least mildly. Did we talk about last week how there's apparently there's a cut scene where Damon yes, actually comforts his daughter? It's so weird. I don't know why they couldn't just put that in. Um, Maybe they like they like they'll sympathize too much with this guy. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I like how it sounds like shouldn't it be mourning like the guys who just died. She's like, no, don't say that. Don't say those words. You guys, are, we're not related to them. Remember? Yeah, remember? Understand? But I, but I think like I think sh- I think it's very much. I don't think Jay. I don't Jace like because the one who's like, is he my dad? But I don't think he sees it like that because I think they very much see. Um, I always never. I never remember. Lenor. Lenor as their dad because it's like. Well, I like well, this. Is, this is our, at least Jay, at least the other. Well, one Luke does. in particular doesn't. Because he's, like, he's he, young. Yeah, he's younger. He doesn't have any counsel. Of it. Yeah, so I think even then he's like, I think we should mourn these guys who just died. We knew them. We did. He didn't know them, regardless. Well, that's true. They, they were very close. They didn't really home. know Lena at any rate. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this interaction with Amond, and they address us immediately. A couple of things that we talked about last week, like instantly are addressed. They were like, oh, you're like you told me last week, like oh they get married. I'm like oh that's gross. And then this week they're really going, well you got to marry her. That's what we do. Yeah. But there's a weird little kind of wrinkle in it where it seems because Eamon's like, I don't know, I, I'd marry her. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, and he's like, you guys, you suck. You're, you're weird. Some people, look at her. She's like crushing spiders and shit. She's always talking about dragons of flesh and dragons, and dragons of thread, black and green. Black thread and green thread and fucking dragons. Of, and it's like, and he's like, I'd marry her. And he's like, why don't you then? He's like, well, I think that could come up. I think maybe they'll, which is just great. I mean, that's pretty Game of Thronesy, isn't it? Yeah, two brothers seeing who could fuck their sister first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> having a a real Rick and che- Morty cheating on your brother with your brother. Great stuff. Great. What a Thanksgiving to have. <laughs> so I honest, I think I I think they're gonna go that route. Maybe. I mean, we're meant to be seen, but given that Aegon doesn't really seem to be into it, and Aemon is like, I don't know, so I'm down for it may as real. well, right? Yeah. Um, He's a second son. Love doing second sons. They love second sons. So, what happens next? Consult the notes. Yeah. Should I hit all the things I wanted to hit? Because these all are cut in between as we watch it here. Cousins, and Helen. Um, yeah, like, okay. So, after the, the little reception. Um, oh, no. Actually, I, I do like this scene. So, um, Luke and um, Corliss have this moment where he's like, Luke, you'll get to be Lord of Driftmark because your brother will get to be queen. So, you can, king, so you can have all this. It'll be sick. And... He has a really cool moment, which I kind of like. It, it's weird. Well, one, I like this moment because even though Corliss is pretty much also knows the he knows the score here, right? Yeah. He's treating this guy like his grandson anyways, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's got the line later on where he's like, history doesn't remember names. It remembers blood. Yeah. Or no. No. Other rivers. way around. He's like, this, it's, this kid's my grandson if I say he's my grandson. Who's going to tell me no, right? Like, yeah, I'm the lord of... I'm like a very powerful lord. I have dragons and ships. So I like that. Once again, Corliss remains based. Uh, he also, Luke has a cool line for like a kid. He's like, well, if I... That's just, what I was saying. I, so yeah. Says, yeah. He's like, yeah, which I think you don't really think about, but it's like, yeah, when you're when you're laying it on to these kids that are, you know, since the since they were born, right? All these, all these lordly children and... Whether they're going to be the king or the lord or whatever, all this stuff like, yeah, someday this will be yours. It's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that the what a kid hears in that is like, oh, 
That means you have to be dead, though. Like, for me to be lord of this, that means you and my dad have to be dead. Like, that's not a that's not a reality a child would want to confront, necessarily. Yeah. So, I kind of get that. I was like, that is a cool moment. That, he did, that is how Kanade would think. Yeah. Uh, and Chorus kind of has a moment. He's like, oh, shit, I guess that is true. He's like, yeah, I guess I'm laying it on pretty heavy for this kid. six-year-old or whatever he is. <laughs> Eight-year-old or however old. I never, they're, they're older now. They try to have... Yeah, they're all... It's a very good set. What happens next? Uh, I just, there's also this one little moment here with um, Jason Amond, which I think... I said last week, right? And I think it's... I, I do think it's there. There's like a little moment where... I think it's Amond and Luke, actually, but Amond seems to be pretty chill with them for the most part, and they seem to get along um, at, at this stage still. Yeah, um, up until... What until happens. some events here, which is which is interesting, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's, it's just one of those sad, like... It's like... um. Like a sad thing that happens is to show that, like, oh no, they could probably one hundred percent. They probably like if this wasn't happening the way it was happening, like they probably would have all just been friends. I think and so. It would have been sp- if there weren't some other characters pushing people, pushing and prodding people into certain directions. Yeah. Um. The other thing is that Viserys and Damon. If Viserys tried to make up with Damon, he's like, my brother, my friend. I, it's been too long. I'm dying. I'm old. I'm old as shit, and I'm dying. So why don't fa- we just make up? So my family around me as I die. And Damon's like, no, I'm. I'm still kind of an asshole. So I. I'm gonna say no to that one. He's like, oh, come on, man, please. Fuck. I'm trying. Um, and then after the ceremony here, there whatever the receptiony type type deal. Um, Rhaenyra and Damon go walk on the beach. Um, and they're still they're still excessively into each other because why not? Yeah. Targaryens and such and so on. What are you gonna do, right? Um. I don't know. People, a lot of people, or some people at least, were saying like, "Oh, they don't have the chemistry. Bring back, bring back Millie Alcock. Have that twenty-two-year-old play this character throughout this whole time. That'll be fine. That'd be great. It'll totally not be like off-putting. Totem won't be weird next week when she has a sixteen-year-old son or whatever. Yeah, that'll be totally fine, right? Absolutely. Goof, goof balls. How goof. could it go wrong? Again, this is the first episode they filmed. This is this this is what set the tone, right? Yeah. If anything, um, she should have been in the day watching it on this. Millie, oh yeah. Uh, Millie and um, Matt Smith should have been both kind of basing their performances in those other scenes off of this. This kind of would have set the standard for a lot of it. Yeah. And the thing you kind of have to take into account is that, like, the dynamic has shifted. She's, like, a proper, like, she's truly an adult now, and she's more sure of herself. she got her own confidence, and he can't just be, like... Can't push her the, around. Yeah, exactly. So the dynamic's going to change, but it's there's still clearly the chemistry there and all, which is interesting. It is funny how this show makes you basically just root for... For incest, right? We were like, ah, good for that. Good for them. Get get them. Get Allison. <laughs> there is a there's an interesting part with um, Viserys where he's gonna go to bed and he calls Allison Emma. It's like I'm gonna go to bed, Emma. And then he like and then his King's Guard guy is like, do you want me to guard Lady Allison? He go and he just doesn't say. He just walks away. He's like, I've I've blundered this so much. Based based uh based Viserys in that moment I think. Yeah. But there's just basically this whole episode. He's trying to be based. He's trying he's doing his best. He's doing his damnedest. Yeah. So they they you know, mourning over the death, they, bonding over the death of their shared uh, you know, Damon's wife died and Rhaenyra's baby daddy died. So you just, you know, what are you going to do but fuck on the beach about it? That's what I, I mean, that's what I would do. I guess. So I saw my niece again? They sealed the deal on that one. Um which is all right, I guess. Good for them. Um and then at the same time, uh, Amon's is like, I want a dragon. I've been, I've been, you've I've been giving me endless. I've been guff so about, good this year. I, think I, I want my dragon. You've been, you guys have all been giving me endless guff about not having a dragon forever. I think it's high time I get one. So Vagar's there for the funeral because Lena died, and he just goes and he he just gets, he after, just it. gets after it, and she's like, all right, I guess this works, and um, climbs on up, and he's got himself a, a big ass. He's got himself the biggest dragon. 
the single biggest dragon. And yeah. there's just a, kind of an extended sequence where he's just flying around. Um, she seemed to be kind of testing him, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. you actually you actually worth it? Like, you, you, you worthy? And he is. He stays on. So good for Eamon, I guess. That's a cool moment for him. Like, yeah. you know, he's kind of been a bit, bit like bullied and downtrodden a bit through these these past couple episodes. So, like, good for him to have a win. I'm sure that won't go to, like, his head immediately or anything. No, it couldn't. <laughs> the, the literal, like, son of the king... What could go wrong? What could go wrong? So in the Targaryen son of the king? Well, they all, everyone sees this going down, and Bela and... I, I don't remember his sister's name, but the, mm-hmm. the um, Damon's daughters go, and they wake up um, Jace to be like, hey, someone stole my mom's dragon. And so they go down there to confront him. We got all the little kids here, so Luke and Jace and Bela and her sister, whose name, again, I don't know. Um, and they're all like, hey, did you take the dragon? And he's like, damn right I did, and fuck you about it, actually. <laughs> Get fucked. Your mom's dead. Get fucked, idiot. It's mine Which now. is tough. So, you know, we're, we're kind of starting off on a bad foot here, and, we'll, you know, people have been playing the blame game on this one quite a bit, and the characters are about to as well. Yeah. Um, but it's like, so what, what do we think about him taking Vagar? I guess that's, that's kind of the, because that's obviously the impetus of this. I think because, I think, I mean, I think it's a little, like, a little underhanded. It's very underhanded, isn't it? Underhanded, but I think that because of the families that they're in, it's kind of what they do. Like he's not like going against some sacred oath the Valerians and Targaryens had. Like, like um, what is it? Like um, Rhaenyra says at the end of this episode, they're like, we're all about fire. Like we're all about getting what we want and like destroying everything else. So he's kind of just doing what he was taught, and he's not that old. He's like, well, no, I want something, and I want a dragon, and I'm gonna get this dragon. I know how to do it, so I'm gonna take it. So I can see where he's coming from, but... Well, and, like, Vagar was obviously in his family for... I mean, it's... Most of her riders have been Targaryens yeah, up until recently. Lena, so... You know, in that sense, it kind of makes sense. I guess... And a lot of people have run out with the angle of, you can't steal a dragon, right? Yeah. The dragons do choose. They're, like, intelligent on some level. I think some people, to bolster their argument in, in this whole thing, have been laying it out a little heavy there, because, like... I don't know. They have those some of those throwaway lines in Game of Thrones, but I don't think we're actually meant to believe that the dragons are, like... Like dogs. rational, they're yeah, they're dogs. like very smart for animals, but I, yeah, they, it's, like, I mean, it's like when a dog's like, I don't like you, I'm gonna go away, or like a horse. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Like, I mean, what's his name? Drogon doesn't actually do that speech at the end of Game of Thrones, right? He's like, go, no, John, it was not you who killed my mother. It was the throne. It was the political institutions that bind us all. Yeah. In doing so, I've just I've freed us all from. It's like no, he's a super smart dog who also just kills indiscriminately and eats everything it wants. Yeah, like so people sometimes just because he he'll he'll burn a little farm boy for whatever reason. Yeah, he'll burn a. I think it was a girl. A little yeah. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. Farm so boy. like yeah. Um, but I do get that thing. Like that, it is established that they get to choose. So in that sense, I guess you can't really blame any. You can't really blame on that because it's like. Dragon shoes. Now, there's no t- saying that she wouldn't have also allowed Bela to be her rider, right? Yeah. Or which Bela already has one. Is uh, the other yeah, one? the younger sister doesn't have one. Um, and like this is very, it's actually portrayed quite differently than it is in the book. So, um, the difference in the book is that this scene happens at Lenor's funeral, um, which is sometime removed from Lena's death. So at that time, Vagar has just been hanging out on Driftmark. Driftmark just riderless for some period of time so in that sense um you know like if if lena's daughter wanted to claim it they try to attempt to she could have i guess so the difference here is that it's literally like her, her body's still warm i mean not literally because well maybe but <laughs> that's the difference right it's like the night of her funeral he's he's getting after it which is the the again the underhanded part of it mm-hmm. um but again i yeah I, the dragon does get to chew like so if Ray, if Vagar's into it, I guess you can, no one can really change that element of it. But yeah. 
so pretty tough. And again, he he he's definitely not chill about it either, is it? No, he's he, not gracious. He's instantly on his like. I mean, to be fair, you give a ten year old kid the biggest fucking dragon. He's gonna oh, be, he's gonna have some. He's feelings. gonna be high stepping and swaggering a little bit. He's gonna have some feelings about it, isn't he? Yeah. So he's yeah. But he is definitely just like, well, fuck your mom. She's dead, isn't she? Get fucked, idiot. I don't it's see like, her Yeah, we, we all know that's what we're here for. That's for the whole reason we're doing this. So I think, so then we, as, as it unfolds, I do think they get aggressive first, right? Yeah. But he is the oldest and largest of all these kids. Um, and so he starts like laying into them. Um, and just, just really laying into them. And it's, it's seems some pretty wild. He, no, he totally does. This seems wild. And he, his actor talks about it in the after the episode. He's very funny. He's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a bunch of kids like wailing on each other. It's not, <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> you don't see something like that often. It's like, yeah, it really is. So he starts, because he is so much bigger, he can really kind of throw them around. But then all four of them gang up on him. And they get him. And then and he starts grabbing rocks. But then he, yeah. But then he's, he's able to start throwing off. And then he moves to rocks, right? And at one point, he's like really gearing up to murder Luke, Luke. and or Jace. Yeah, which is that's pretty untowards. Um, yeah. I mean that's it's not cool to like physically like beat up your your female cousins either, is it? No, but it's not also not cool to bludgeon your male cousin to death with yeah. a rock. That's full on. Well, and he calls them bastards or whatever, and that's the thing they they kind of um they really like play up in in the next scene here. But that to me is pretty minimal compared to he should have been like mom. He was gonna bludgeon Jace's head with a rock. That's what I thought. Like, there's not, there's not enough. Like, I don't think they pres- I don't think they represent themselves well enough no. in that scene. I guess they're little kids, though. What are you gonna they're do? They're pretty scared. But you should be like, you, you see how like Bela and them are be- like. He was beating up girls, mom, and then yeah. he had a rock. He was gonna kill us. Um, because this is basically what this is. Is like he's just a sore loser. He was well into the fight until he lost. And this is like a thing. It's this. It, this next scene here is, is very similar vibes to season one of Game of Thrones, obviously. Um, with Joffrey there when he with, gets um, Arya, yeah, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. You're about it till you're not. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're, I literally, you're the king's son, and then you someone... can't just you can't be all about like how I guess I mean there's no way to know, but it's you know so many people are like the 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 green defenders, which we'll get to in a minute here, but online all the all, all the uh, Allison stands are like, but he he they took his eye, they they literally took his eye. And I was like, yeah, but he was gonna kill like. They do what they had to do, man. Yeah. Should they have just let that? So then you can be like, well, we have the moral high ground here because he did kill my little brother. So (laughs) it's a good thing I didn't do anything because that would have made me, I would have been no better than he. Hold on. We got to wait for three hits. Yeah. It's one of those bullshit things of like, yeah, they they were fighting. They were full on fighting. He was into it until he lost. Now he's a sore You can't just be about the fight until you lose. That's That's not how that works. That's not how fighting works. That's just not fair. Either it was a fight or it wasn't. All right. Um. So that, that. So then we do get into this scene. So we have everyone's in the in the room. Also, the these Kingsguard guys suck. Useless. They're so. No one was outside being like, "What are you kids doing? How could they? Yeah. Do, do those kids not have kings? I mean, I guess. I guess they're not. None of those kids should strictly be under the protection of the kings. The Kingsguard, I suppose. But like, no one in Driftmark um, was like, "Watch the granddaughters." Yeah. Right. Because yeah, I mean, the, the Valarians are not the king's blood, and I guess technically. Being Rhaenyra's kid, but I don't know. You'd think they would fall under the purview of the king. They got I, seven I mean, of they're them. The heirs, surely they're all there. The whole royal family's at Driftmark here. You, you'd bring all seven Kingsguard. You can't spare one to just like sit outside the boys' room or, or, or in the hallway or something. Useless ass. Yeah, because the, the yeah those little girls just ran over to Jace's room and was like, "Hey, Jace, we we should run down there and beat the shit out of Aemon." And then and they, like, all, I'm down for it. Let me get Luke. And they yeah, they all were in like they're all skimpered on. There's no way they're that sneaky about it. They're a bunch of little kids. They're really whispering. They're shout whispering. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. Useless. Useless ass. 
the different again one I, I think in the book it's um it's in daytime more so so they would have better leave to just walk around if they want i suppose also in the daytime the the, the inciting incident because again it's not bela being like hey someone stole the dragon it's um joffrey who is like three is like i don't know he's like outside playing with them or something and then like when Eamon goes to get on the dragon, he, like, knocks over Jace and does some, you know, is, like, mean to him. Basically, Ralph House's little three-year-old, then the little three-year-old is, like, goes and gets his brothers because he's all like, he's mean to me. And that's why they get involved. It's not. Yeah. So, I don't know. Somehow they all sneak away. Who fucking knows? Um, until he, he does lose his eye from this incident. The knife slash gets him. And so Allison's all like, this is not good. We're going to need, I'm upset by this. Yeah. Also, fucking. I want Christian some Cole, answers. Once again, is being a dickhead. He's because Varys is like, "What? What are you guys doing? Sleeping on the job?" He's like, "We never had to defend prince from princesses, my great." He's like, "What? What are you talking about? There's they, no reason to just let again to let these children were they, fight." Who, yeah, but not even that. It's like, what? No one had any second thoughts about them just like wandering the halls at night. Yeah. Weird. Weird, isn't it? Oh, it's her name's just Reyna. Fucking hell, that's stupid. Fucking hell, Rhaenyra. Come Raina. on. Her grandma's name is Rainus, and her name is Raina, and her and her aunt's and name is Rhaenyra, or whatever. Her stepmom now, but what the fucking hell? Can, can we just can we chill for a minute with all my aunt because my stepmom. Good lord. Um. So he's like, so they they all get they're all going back and forth, and she's like, well, they took his eye, and then Rhaenyra's like, well, but they attacked him, and who, who attacked who first? And it's it's one of those things where yeah. they're a bunch of little kids, so they're all just kind of yelling about it. Um. And so is like, all right, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this, and he's like, did you? Did you call him a bastard? And he's like, "Well, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> I did them all." Not gonna it. deny. And he's like, so he's like, "Where'd you, where'd you hear that?" And he's like, "It's a good scene. It's, it's some good acting from the two of them because he's very clearly like staring at Allison, being like, oh, it was from, it was from mom, dad.'" Uh, dad. And he's like, <laughs> "But he, Aegon. which is interesting because the way I don't know. So like, I think Varys looks. I I thought Varys like looked at Allison and like they were like, "I'm, I can't." She looks very scared, doesn't yeah, she? Because she she's like she's worried that he's, which is interesting because like her whole moral high ground in this whole scene is centered around like I'm I'm just worried about my kids. But in that moment, she was clearly worried for herself. Absolutely. I would say of like I don't want I don't want my son to rat on me here mm. and reveal this reveal um, my like scheme. To so then he's like Aegon, and Aegon's like, what the? What <laughs> is that mean? And then he's like, oh, we all know dad. He's like, well, come on. And then the king, which for the first time that we've seen, I guess is forced basically, like at, at knife point to confront this directly. But even then he's just like, nah, don't worry about it. Fuck off. Fuck off. Actually, we're Leave fine. her alone, would you? Leave the leave the princess alone. You guys are being whack. Uh, but this seems great. Uh... And so he's basically just like in his in his, you know, Lame, kind of ineffectual way. He's like, "All right, we'll just all, everyone, just shake hands and make up, would you? Kiss and make up. We're gonna, let's all go to bed. We'll sleep. Which on is it. not really what anyone wants. No, essentially. So, I think um, the actress who plays Rhaenyra talked about also. I first time I actually watched the behind some of the behind the scenes. Oh yeah, and she says that like he kind of lets it go because he's like has a soft spot for her. He's like, yeah. ah, I kind of gotta let her go. Like I can't punch her too bad because I like her a lot. She's like my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Because well, they're all his family. It's yeah. tough. And like, yeah, it's his eldest child, you know. His half children, his second wife. Still his heir. Like, I mean, yeah. But again, also, I think anyone with a, I feel like if if you're being honest, even without having the, the you know, um, knowledge that we have, it's like, it, again, it clearly was like a fight. It's hard to say that like. Yeah, because they're either, all beaten up. They're all bloody right. and bruised. Exactly. I don't know how, how you, you have to be pretty, pretty, you know, um, I don't know, inept. 
Now I was just gonna say that like clearly cool. uh, biased, I think it's clearly Allison's very biased to her side of it to just be like, Yeah, they just they were mercilessly attacking him. It's like, but look it, they're all they all got the shit beat out on them too. Like cl- again, yeah. clearly it was a fight and he was winning up until he didn't. And like that's all there is to and it, really. He lost big. Like Yeah, and there's a there's a very intense scene that really when she's like, All right, I want an eye. Christian Cole, give it to me and I'm like, No way he's about to do it. And everyone's yeah. kinda like are we about to do this right now? And he's like, and even for the for once in the history of Game of Thrones, a character has a rational thought and goes, you know what? Not gonna go that far. She's like, you're, you're sworn to me, and he's like, as your protector, I'm not gonna start cutting kids' eyes. I'm not. Out. I don't like. I them. don't have any reason to protect you from that little boy's eye right now. So <laughs> that little boy's eye is doing nothing to nobody. I'm gonna just not do that. Actually, I'm not. I'm not your contract killer here. Yeah. And then she goes, all right, you got something done right. You gotta do it yourself. She takes the Arya knife. And rushes her, and then they have a little battle, and um, Rhaenyra's got a great line. She goes, gotcha. Like, you've shown your- Yeah, this is a very good scene between the two of them. Now everyone sees you as Um, you truly are. She's all like- And and you get a a real insight into Allison's character, which is what we've been- I've been saying for, like, since the first couple episodes. It's like, she is sympathetic on the level that she is the product of her father's ambitions and every- the, the whole society's- expectations of her and the reason that she's so resentful to Rhaenyra in particular is that Rhaenyra is not as beholden to any of that right she kind of flaunts it she is the she is the heir and the princess so she gets to do basically anything she wants even though she is a woman and she still gets held to different standards of course by and large she gets away with things that no one else can do right and here's the thing is like Elson's the queen and all which is cool on some level but also I think in a very real sense this is not at all the life she would have ever chosen for herself no not at all she she definitely wanted to marry like sure. someone who wasn't old and shit basically. Yeah. And she clearly doesn't like her kids all that much from what we've seen. If we're being yeah, honest, a weird masturbating kid. Yeah. She's always prophecy. yelling at him, and yeah, she yeah exactly. She doesn't seem to really like almost any of them. Um. And she literally says something to that effect here, right? She says like, um, I've always done what's expected of me, whatever. Uh, in you you get to flaunt it all and everything. Yeah, you get everything you want, and I have to do what. I'm told, basically. Mm-hmm. That's her problem. Which, again, is like an in- is interesting character stuff. Um, and, like, intriguing about her. Again, it only goes so far, right? Like, that's symp- sympathetic. Yeah, see? What have I done but what was expected of me? And she's talking about she had to keep up law and honor and, and everything. Um, whereas, again, Rhaenyra gets to do whatever she wants. And it's... That is interesting to a point. I don't think it totally excuses the way the rest of it. Because, I mean, in this, this is the, the topic I wanted to pivot into here. Um, is like I still think she's in the wrong for the most part, and at this stage is pretty much just the bad guy. Oh, absolutely. Like, so I want to talk about I want to talk about the stands, Jack. If oh you'll allow me. So we talked about stands before for a lot of different topics. Uh, different people people stand pretty much everything. I mean, song. Yeah, the like, song, of course, of course. Um, T's gone cold. I've wondered why. And so people have um have have set up stand camps for both Rhaenyra and for Alicent, which. I actually, in most cases, I find it really tiresome, but I, for this series, I actually think it's kind of fun because that's kind of the point of this show, yeah. which yeah. is which is kind of fun. So there are actually people who, ironically, are like in support of the Greens and think they're on the kind of the right side of it all, which is interesting to me because I think this show has been pretty more or less cut or dry pretty about up and down about about the Greens being the antagonist. Uh, well, okay, in that sense, I think that's just undeniable that Rhaenyra is the protagonist so far. Yeah. And Alicent and or Otto is the antagonist. Now, that's not a direct, like... Um, Good or bad Yeah, measure. because obviously sometimes 
the protagonist of the story can just be literally the bad guy and the antagonist is the good guy because that's not those yeah, words don't those words aren't inherently good or bad. It's just who drives the plot, the role in that, the other yeah, one. the role in the story. Um, but I yeah, I think there's a, a the show has made the effort to portray her as not great. Absolutely. Um, and she has this line where she's like, "It was that was tough, wasn't it? Like it must have been exhausting to to have everything you do under this like veil of righteousness. But now ev- now they see you as you are, um, which is cool. It's a great line. And yeah. I had a couple I had a couple evidence that I wanted to present okay. in, in support of this. The court will hear them. The big the biggest one is just a quote from um, Olivia Cook talking about it. Um, in an interview, so the interviewer says, "Can Allison see in Rhaenyra mother as well? Can she see? Oh." At least Rhaenyra is a good mom. Does she love her kids? And Olivia said, I think that annoys her, ultimately. <laughs> I think Rhaenyra is the mother that Allison wishes she could be. I don't think there's empathy there. I think it's just another cause for Allison's resentment. Because, again, it's something that she's doing better than Allison ever could, or something she's just naturally gifted at and takes completely for granted. So, like, I mean, that's from the horse's mouth, right? Yeah, from the lady. So, like, a lot of the, the Greens supporter that Allison stands, their argument would be like, well, she's just doing it for her kids, but so if the character, if the actor is making the character like the informed character decision that she's not a very good mom, mm-hmm. then it kind of that should throw all that into question. Again, I think a big driving force of this is truly just her personal resentment for Rhaenyra Absolutely. as a person. I think that's what this show is presented, and that's that is the reason that um, they made the choice to have them be peers in the way they did. Again, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a departure from the books, is so that they can have this similar upbringing, this similar. They were young together, but then their lives diverge in this way um, where, yeah, again, there's a lot of, you can, it's understandable to an extent. There's no doubt because they are, you know, this world sucks for women in a lot of ways. And so there's no reason not to be resentful, but I only go so far because it's not Rhaenyra's fault, is it? No, no You can't really, like, so it's cool. No, this isn't a real intense scene. Um, (coughs) She, uh, she gets a nick on her there with the knife. Oh, yeah. Um, she's. I mean, she got real crazy eyes and everything. It's cool. It's another little like minor character beat. But um, when uh Kristen Cole rushes forward to like get involved, Damon just stops him. Damon doesn't get involved. Like yeah. he's not. He's not in there trying to break him up. Um, which I think is cool. I mean, again, it, obviously it's all about how much you want to read into it. But I think that could easily be taken as like Damon's like, all right, I know she's got this. This will be a good moment for her. Yeah, to show everybody how sh- the, her strength. Um, so I won't get involved. Um, but I'm going to stop this guy and we'll let him play it out. Yeah. It's cool. It's a good moment for, for them. And then um, we kind of have afterwards the way that the crowd literally separates after this the little um, scuffle here. You kind of are separated into our camps, right? So, I mean, not as much for the Greek, but the black in particular, Rhaenyra and her her, her squad is kind of solidified of like, it's Rhaenyra and Corliss and it's Rainies and it's Damon and all their kids. And you're like, that's there's probably something to that. Mm-hmm. Um. And someone pointed out that um, Corliss is like kind of like after she gets cut, he's like holding her hand. So yeah, I noticed how she's like he's like standing and like caught her. Yeah, he's on like he's you know on her. He's at her. He's at her side and he's he's kind of inspects her hand for a minute. But that could be sign hand significance maybe Corliss Rainier's hand. I don't know what that could mean. Oh, I I couldn't I couldn't think of what could that mean. So that's cool. I also noticed uh, we're watching this again, but I noticed when I was watching it. Um, when Alice, when they're like in the middle of like in their little scuffle, like hold, like fighting each other, mm-hmm. uh, like Ven- Varys is like yelling, like screaming, and cannot get any kind of like authority. He's trying yeah. his hardest, oh, yeah. but then Otto is kind of cocky when he's like, "Release the blade, Alicent!" Like he's yeah. very like 
come on now, like let's keep it down. So it's very much like oh, the, he has all the power. Mm-hmm. Like as all he's right back where he needed to be. His daughter is queen. The king is dying. He 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 could not be in a better position. There's also a point we didn't talk about because uh, Aemon throughout the funeral is just drinking. He's just oh Aegon, Aegon excuse yeah, me. yeah. And then when at night in the day night. Uh, he's sleeping on the stairs, and Otto finds him, and he kind of like looks around, and then like grabs him. And is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get up! Come on!" It's a great moment. You know what? It's it's. There's a lot of like Tywin parallels. Moments. I was gonna say it's a, it's a very Tywin thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's the he's the king's grandfather and the hand, and so he could pull pull rank there and be like, "I'm the prince. You can't." But at the same time, he's like, "All right, all right, grandpa. I'm sorry." Um, I, people point out, and I think it's kind of funny. I do agree that like Aegon really doesn't see it still at this stage. Um, he really doesn't want to be king, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and again, it just goes to show that, like, like you, like you just said before, I think it's a really good observation that, like, these kids probably would have all been chill if they didn't have these outside influences. If they, because it, and ultimately, it really does all the go, um, all the way back to Otto is really where it kind of comes from. Yeah. Is that his ambition made it so that he got his daughter into that position, and now she is a kid, and again, then he, you know convinced her that she had no other option than to basically be like nemesis with Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. So now we're here where now she's trying, she has to convince her kids that they have to be opposed to her. But it's just like, if just anyone could have just broken that chain of just being chill, I mean, like, I don't think Aegon would want, he, he just wants to drink and party and jerk off out of windows or whatever. Yeah, let like, the man live. He's not hurting anybody yet. He, it seems like he totally would have been fine probably just being like a prince. Or whatever Forever. he would have been. Or kicking it in a high yeah. tower or something. The queen's brother. And he just gets to do whatever he wants. Why not? Yeah. yeah. He could be the lord of the high tower. You got a big not, dragon? But... Yeah. He still has a dragon. He probably would have been fine with all that. Yeah. Take it with his, his cousins. But it's just his king. mom and his grandfather are there the whole time just being like, they're gonna, she's going to kill you, you know? And again, I, I honestly think a big part of it is just her personal resentment for Rhaenyra. If she could have got just gotten over that, things might have just been chill. But she just got so in her own head of like convinced that this is our enemy and there's no other way for this to go that it's it's really like i mean it's the, i think this is the whole point of the show is that it's it's a big self-fulfilling prophecy right yeah like you, you try to escape it but you bring yourself closer which again i don't know how you could re- i really think that this show so thus far has presented it not not you know one dimensionally or whatever but one-sidedly maybe i think there's def it's definitely a little lopsided mm-hmm. i'm not saying that Rainier on her side are perfect of course i suppose you really could get into the like the should she have kids with Harwin Strong, or whatever, and all that. But by and large, I do think that there's one side that's more, a little more skewed towards the the negative thus far. And I think that the the show will get into that. The morality will get much more skewed as we go along. It just hasn't happened yet, though. I think it's still pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. because, I mean, ultimately, right? Their whole thing is just kind of traces right back to like just the shit, like misogyny of this world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's all it is at the end of yeah. the day. There's no reason out. Um, Rhaenyra shouldn't be queen other than just, like, she's a woman. So, I don't know. And that's also, this is, this is great. This is, you love this one. This is pretty much on line with, like, why you talk about politics and Star Wars. Is someone pointing that out of, like, but the Greens' whole thing is based off of sexism. And someone was like, bro, it's a fictional universe. My God, how could you watch this show and not think that there's some themes, how some ideas you, of, like, gender? How could you watch this show and have multiple, wi- the first episode, the mom of the main character goes, yeah, women's battlefield is getting pregnant, and then she dies as men die. In- Imagine watching because I assume that guy. I mean, maybe that's not a fair assumption, but I also assume that guy probably watched Game of Thrones too. Imagine watching all of Game of Thrones and now the first six episodes of this, and then when someone's like, "Yeah, I think there's some gender 
issues at play here in this series. Being like, I think that's when I think being like, try, these SJWs trying to shove their the woke poli- media at it again, trying to shove their politics into everything. It's like you're again. That's literally on the same level. Being like, why are you talking about politics in Star Wars? And there's no longer asking. There's politics in the Star Wars. Yeah, it's so it's so lame. But yeah, like even on that perspective, it's not when you look at really just what it what the very origin of their things trace back to here. It's like yeah, it's just that they think Rhaenyra shouldn't be queen because she's a woman. That's I mean that's not great, is it? Well, from shitty. from like a outside modern perspective that mm-hmm. we have. So, but yeah, I mean again, there's not, not not there's not missteps on both sides. I mean, people point out that like you know Viserys definitely doesn't help matters here by being so just again indecisive about it he kind of almost no one gets what they want out of this interaction i mean radira kind of comes out on positive because of what allison eventually does but in terms of disciplining the children it's like i, I guess there was no winning but doing nothing is almost worse the worst he's like because hey, now that gives further ammunition for allison to be like see kids he doesn't care you can literally lose an he's eye. always going to defer to radira mm-hmm. and so it's just gonna it definitely you know i could see that that perspective is that like Viserys is just creating further divide with that move, probably. Yeah. Um, is that now his kids are going to be like, oh, he really does like her more than us. Is that always going to take precedence? Like, what what else could she get away with? But I know my one friend was talking about, because Eamon says his, his, like, big line for the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's like, oh, I lost an eye but gained a dragon, which is a very uh, mature way of looking at a 10-year-old doing part of the most traumatic event of his life up until this point. Yeah, but he's kind of weird. He's a weird guy. He's heard, a bit of a weird ten year old. I know this so. was happening like later on, like there in, it is. in yeah, retrospect. It's just like that's the squad. Oh yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I but then again, I don't know how old he's supposed to be in the scene when it happens either. So Yeah, I think I've heard that in the book it's like retrospect. Like in retrospect, he's like, Oh, you know what, that actually wasn't as bad. Oh, okay. He doesn't like, he doesn't say it in the moment. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. He's like looking I think, back. Yeah, that sounds right. And then we have Shithead Otto gets a moment where he's like, actually, because Allison's like, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed. And that was kind of a bad move because now everyone in the kingdom and the king is going to be like, she's fucking crazy. And Rhaenyra, like, which, you know, is not necessarily fair perfectly because, I mean, she did have she certainly had some reason to be upset. (laughs) Um, But she's like, yeah, now they're just going to run with the, oh, I'm a hysterical woman and I'm crazy. And now everyone's going to slant towards Rhaenyra. And he's like, yeah, but it's cool that you were crazy. and We're going to, like, kill that bitch. I like to see that in your daughter. And it's like, Otto, you... Let's go get him. Let's some go get him attitude. You fucking suck, Otto. Can't you just chill? If Otto just did less of this, if it just at every turn, he's just he's just really stoking the flames of like... He's like, no, it's good, though. That that crazy boy, Eamon, dude, worked. We got a dragon. We got the biggest dragon. That'll be helpful. And it's like, what are you... What are you implying here? Are you trying to dance with these dragons? <laughs> Come on, Otto. You're just... Jeez, Christ. He's just... He's all but saying it. Like, yeah, those dragons are going to be good for the war we're about to do. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, let's go. So then we cut to the next day, and then Rhaenyra. It's the Rhaenyra and um. Yeah, Rhaenyra and. Lenor. This is Lainor. a good scene. So I Lainor's, really like this scene. Yeah, they have a little talk, and Lenor's like, heart. "I really kind of bungled this, really, didn't I? I know we like yelled at you for kind of bungling it, but I kind of bungled it. I kind of, I really love these these kids of ours. They aren't really mine, but I should have loved them more and like kind of played my part better. And I'm like, I wish I wasn't gay. She's like, Ah, you're right. You're yeah, really, that's a really good one. He's like, I wish they the gods didn't make me this way, and she's like, I don't. You're a good guy. You're, you're a good guy, and you're a good like, father. Who cares about that shit? You're a good person. Like you've done your best, and yeah, and we like you said earlier, we get the. Do you thought they did try a couple times, and they just couldn't conceive for whatever reason? Um, so you know, he put in the effort. You know, he gave again. He gave the old college try. You can't really blame yeah. him. And this is kind of more of what I was hoping to see from them, um, when they first got 
betrothed and married and stuff that I was saying is like, yeah, they're not in love with each other romantically necessarily, but they're like a team and they're on the same they're on the same side of it, which is really, you know, it's nice. It's cool. It's a cool dynamic that they have, even though they know that they're not in that way. And they both, they were kind of forced in it, of course. But like, hey, you know, they they only got each other now at this point, so they may as yeah. well kind of, and I, I do enjoy that um, dynamic. So they seem to kind of make up and he's like, I'm going to try harder from now on. And you're like, all right, cool. She's like, Lenor. actually, don't worry about it. This will be sweet. Um, But then, yeah, the the basically the next scene we get is uh, she's talking with Damon and she's like, Damon, I think. I think you need to be my my husband. I think you and I need to get married. You need to be my prince consort. Um, the Greens they suck. She's gonna ruin it. She's gonna ruin everything. They're they're really so. I think you and I are gonna be. No one's gonna challenge it if you are my husband. Like that's that strengthens it because you're also directly in line. So if we just strength, we just shore up the bloodline. That means like you know me and my husband are both like Targaryen, and then we don't have to worry that it weakens her and her high tower bullshit. Um, and he's like. But we can't get married because you, you have a husband and he would have to be dead, basically. And she's like, I know. So then we see this little plot play out wherein um, they hire um, Carl to uh, basically just assassinate um, Leonor. And I was like, this is crazy. Full on. Pretty but, full on, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, so I I was like, holy shit. Even though I've just been talking about, you know, how we're pretty much on Team Rhaenyra. If, you know, and I think we sh- I think we should commit to that, Jay, for the bit. I think we should be we should be full Rhaenyra stands. I, for the, I've already been for the. I think so. Back yeah, the naked watch parties. I think it's just fun. I think it's fun to commit. I saw this tweet, which um, kind of summarize. I I do think it's just kind of neat. It was the the best part of House of the Dragon is that the whole black green discourse has all of us looking like a bunch of medieval peasants suddenly gained access to Twitter, <laughs> which I do think is fun. Again, yeah. I I think that for a show like this, it actually. I mean, that's the whole point of the show, so it does kind of work, which is yeah. neat. Um. They go on to say, my feudal lord gifted the village four pigs for slaughter upon the wedding of his only daughter. So I shall not speak ill of her sons, even if they do look a little bit like the blacksmith's sons. She's, it's fun. fun. It is how it is. So We're full Rainier stands here. Uh, not We we are uh, Allison Hightower aunties. Fuck them. Fuck Allison Hightower. She's All a- my homies hate <laughs> Allison Hightower. If you, ain't, if, you, if you love her, you ain't a homie for real. If you are not standing... Rhaenyra Targaryen, I don't want to know you. Yeah. If you ain't talking Targaryen, I don't want to talk. For real. I, got a bunch, I saved a bunch of fun memes. It's fun. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love that one. So it's, we see this plot playing out where they're going to like, where Carl's going to assassinate Laenor and escape basically. Um, and I was like, holy shit. They killed Laenor. Like, that's pretty despicable. Even though, again, I'm, I'm kind of a Rhaenyra stan. I was like, oh no, this is... Like this is this is despicable. This is unforgivable. Yeah. Like almost like I guess I just gotta be on no one's side. I guess I just gotta root for my boy Corliss or something going forward because this is this is fucked. Um yeah. and like yeah I don't know. So like did you did you pick up on anything watching the scene through the just the first time on like for of what exactly I'm sorry I'm reading that like this things. isn't this wasn't exactly what it seemed. Uh no I kind of was like. They oh, just, ro- oh, by the way, Damon throws on his murder hood here. Yeah, I did see that meme where it's a Kermit <laughs> with the evil Kermit. He evil Kermit. That. Anytime, yeah, because it's the same costume he wore when he murdered his wife. Although, just, all my homies hate out. I like this. Fuck, I was not. Um, well, because there's hints of it. It's, well, it's this one right here is, is kind of like, oh, yeah, what is going on here? Yeah, why is he killing Why him? is he killing that guy? When you realize, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess there is something to that. Um, but it's just the first time through, you don't think of it, and you're just like, I guess he's well because he's given he's given Carl his knife, so you're just like, oh, okay, I guess he just paid Carl real good. Um, but obviously, as we see at the very end of the episode here, 
Um, it was not quite as it seemed because what they actually did was uh, they Faked they it. did a fake, um, and Lainor gets to live and escape. Um, go to and go a to war. Pentos with his yeah. with his boyfriend, and he's just, just kind of living out, which like maybe is one of the best endings anyone on this show. Yeah. Um, could get. I mean, that's pretty Game of Thrones wise. Like, that's a pretty solid ending. You just get to go live in luxury with your boyfriend. Yeah. Like across the sea, where it's nice. Ah, there's worse things. Um, that's true. So but, like, but then those kids, and then those poor girls lost their mom and their uncle. Well, I was gonna say. So okay, even though like when you get that bit of it, you're like, oh shit, they didn't actually kill Lenor. That's pretty cool. But they don't know that. But yeah, I don't think that that totally washes away. Well, first of all, they did kill that random guy and burn him alive, which like. You know, it's one of those things you just kind of have to like accept. It's as a, as in a show like this because if you worry over every like every individual guard and, and character who dies, then like this becomes a these become very different shows, don't they? Become like, a bloodbath, right? Like you can't you kind of have to suspend your disbelief there, like in a video game. You know, when you just kill all the goons, it's like you can't really worry about it. No, because if you start obsessing over like, oh, that guy had a had a life himself, didn't he? he probably had a family. And, he used to be oh, a kid with no. dreams and hopes. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Yeah, they kill an innocent guard, which is pretty shit. So that's not great. And the other side of it is, yeah, that like even though Lanor gets away with it, the distress he causes, they cause his family, is very real. Yeah, his mother is just like Jesus Christ, two kids. So you know, it's not without victims, but you know, it's certainly better than killing your husband just so you can marry your uncle. So yeah, and again, he gets kind of a sick ending. So, I mean, he, he's probably happy with it. They're happy with it. They get to get married. Um, so yeah, good on him. Weird for the kids though. Yeah, which is fun. I don't know. Have you, did you notice um, Bela and Reyna's faces in particular? They're giving um, some strange looks. They're like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, these are, I kind of like my brothers. My mom, our mom died not that long ago, and now our uncle's- We're at her funeral. Our funeral was yesterday, my man. And now our uncle's marrying his his niece, who was our aunt. Huh. Like, she was married to our uncle not that long, but then he died, too. Why are they, what's going on? What's happening? And now we're, like, in line for the throne, I guess? No, because his steps yeah, probably. I don't know. Right. No, unless they're probably gonna marry the other boys or something. It would. I mean, no, I, don't I don't think. So. I don't think he did them get married. You don't gotta worry about that. Thank God. I don't need that much weird incest. No, there's only there's a, there's only so much any man can take, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but they do they do like a traditional Valyrian wedding, which is they interesting bleed to see. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're just all they're cutting their mouths and they're kissing their mouths and they're bleeding on each other and their hands. Why do people do that? That's such a, like a cinematic. Thing. Every freaking movie you've ever seen. Yeah, there it is. There's a dude. Yeah, it's like, mm. And the Maesters. <laughs> their faces are so good. I love the Maesters is like, hey, what's up, Luke? You're going to be all right. Yeah, buddy. he's like, ah, this is sweet. Ah, this is a good time. Oh, what? Fun. I love wedding. I love wedding. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bela and Rain are just like, what the fuck? That's my. That was my aunt, like, yesterday. On? What is going on? Um, but yeah. What is it? The, the Black Wedding is what they call this one. Oh. Because, um, it was just cool. I mean, it, this is a fun thing because, like, weddings have often have big significance in game of thrones here right oh yeah a lot of it's very political pretty much everyone we've seen on actually on screen is like a pretty significant deal um probably the, one of the most successful weddings because nobody got murdered nobody died nobody got beat up nobody yeah because red wedding lots of people get murdered like pretty much everyone joffrey good happen then yeah the purple wedding he gets it the king gets it at the green a bad time at his wedding with Sansa. he did he did we had the the one i think people are calling that one the green wedding with uh, Allison rolls up and is all like, "Hey, was, I mean, it wasn't even really the wedding, but they they kind of rushed it. They did the shotgun yeah. at the end there, shotgun but, wedding after Christian Cole beat him to death. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough stuff. It's it's no good. 
Um, uh, Incel Rage, man. It's it's next level. Yeah, it really is. Fuck Kristen Cole. All my homies hate Kristen oh, Cole. Fucking hate. That guy's such a dick. See, like, how do you how do you have Kristen Cole on your team and be like, we're the good guys, though, probably? Why wouldn't... Yeah. Because surely everyone should be like, well, Kristen Cole is clearly not presented as a good man, is he? He's like a dickhead now. He's a real ass. He's literally an incel. Yeah. He's like, mm. I mean, not literally, because he, he did have sex the once, I guess. Yeah, but... Fuck him. Fuck him. But yeah, and that's where we are. So, going into next week. Last time jump. Last so it's uh, six years. Yeah, six years. So all the all these kids are gone again. Nah, <laughs> good they, on you though. They did well. That probably these kids are get all hundreds good. Of I saw roles. lots of um behind the scenes little clips and stuff came out this week of them on set. It's very fun. The scene where um they're in the fight and Amon's got um Luke. Yeah, he's ho- by the throat. Yeah, when he's like, you're gonna die screaming in flames like your father did. So it's that scene. Um, but it's between takes and the director's like, all right, guys, I need you out of breath. For this, big out of breath, and so they just start doing jumping. <laughs> Two of them, like, ah, da, 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 da. like, like um, the one who's the one who plays Luke is like humming along a little song. And then he's like, all right, quiet, good, and then they're just like back to yeah. <laughs> That's, That's very fun. fun. So they're having fun, which is cool because it is very kind of an intense scene. So it's good to note they're all kind of being jovial, chill with each other. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Very fun. So. Uh, yeah, and we're sailing into next week. Uh, very exciting. We're gonna see a little Joffrey. We got the power, the power couple here now. I mean, they're really gonna get after it, I guess. Um, it also took me a minute even to. I was like, oh wait a minute, that's Lanor. So it's cool. Yeah, it took me. Again, a, it's a fun thing. When I saw the guy with the hood, I was like, oh, there he is. He's back. Because this is very much a departure as well. Well, I mean, I suppose you could theorize all you want. Because again, it's, it's like a history or whatever. But he's just he just dies of like sickness. So. I see. Yeah, something like that. So he this this whole element of like me, there is there is again like in a lot of it. There's like all those different like it could have been like this. So there is theories in the universe of the books that Damon paid Carl to assassinate him. Anyway, yeah. Oh no, I think I do think in the book Carl kills him. So right. it's just a matter of if Damon ki- paid him to do so. Hello, not at the moment. So yeah, <clears throat> like I said, apparently next week's a real rip roar. So can't we'll wait. see. I mean, I got it. If that's the case. It's gonna. It's probably gonna be bangers rest of the way through. I mean, they've all been pretty good so far. Regardless, to die. That's a well, yeah. banger. That's that's the thing, isn't it? I was about to be the worst man you've ever seen. Oh, no, they're they're good. They're gonna again. We're really gonna see like the the bad stuff start to happen. Like, yeah, the some of this stuff is unforgivable. I mean, unforgivable. I mean, it's all they're all pretty awful. It's Game of Thrones and all, but like the the truly bad stuff's obviously gonna kick off. Now it's a lot of just kind of like Mean Girl shit. Yeah. People so are. yeah, again, this episode was really kind of quite good. Like I said, next week's supposed to be great. So it's, I mean, they've all been pretty good, but a lot of some of them have been a little smaller in scale. But they're going to be pretty, pretty significant here on out. I think I was, last week, I think I got confused as to how many episodes were actually left at one point because I didn't, I didn't, I feel like I didn't because I thought maybe there was one less than there were. But it's like no, this is seven, so we still have eight, nine, and ten. So yeah, cool. It'll be sweet. A good time. So with that, I'll probably exit out of that into. When do She-Hulk next? Yeah, let's do She-Hulk. We'll do She-Hulk. Finally, we've gotten it. Episode 8. The Flip- character we went for the whole time. Flippy boy finally returns. Frog frog guy. Frog guy. He flips. That's, That's what we were waiting guy. for. No one else. Weeks and weeks. I said, when are they going to put in fucking Frogman Leap- or whatever yeah. he's called? Leapfrog. Leapfrog. When are they going to put in Leapfrog? God damn it. Do you see that this week, actually? What? The, no, like, I- she, like, leading up to it, um, there was, like, a, the, the She-Hulk, like, Twitter account, at least I saw, was, like, doing stuff like that. Look, guys, it's a character you've all been waiting for. It's Leapfrog. <laughs> He's going to be next week. And I was like, this is fun. This That's is fun. good. Uh, so the episode starts with Leapfrog oh, um, like fighting some crime. He's like, the guard frog. And they're like, what? It's like, you know, I'm the guard frog. And then he tries to do some stuff. And it's intercut between him like talking to Jen Walters in her office about he wants to file a legal case against 
the guy who made his suit because he is bracket boots failed and he fell out of the sky and hurt himself. Which mm-hmm. no broken bones. Surprising. He was pretty high up. If at that for that matter, it's surprising he's not dead. I'm surprised. I'm surprised not dead either. But he he's really he's a dense boy. So maybe. But anything, I guess that's just an attest that to the quality of the suit. Really, perhaps pretty 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 protective. Yeah. So it's uh, revealed that you know the guy who made the suit is the person who makes her suit. So she's like, I don't want to do that. I gotta get my suits and his her boss Con- like, conflict of interest once again and once again her boss is just like I I actually don't care though so. I don't give a shit just get it make it happen buddy you and he, this time he's like well you the last time you had this problem it was much much more serious this guy tried to kill your cousin and you like wrapped it up easy so you're kind of like being a little silly about this go go finish it up and then he gets really mad almost unreasonably so. I think. Oh yeah, he's like, kind of a jerk, that guy. But. Yeah, he's like, all right, hey, can we just settle this out of court? Like, and she's like, all right, you're banned. And he's, she's like, well, I guess we got to do it then. So they show up to court, and uh, he doesn't have a lawyer until he does. Who, who, who shows up to be his lawyer? But Matt Murdock himself. There Non superhero civilian. He's just a guy. He's just a blind lawyer man yeah. who can smell real good. He goes, "That's is it." Jeff feeling. He shows that? up and he's and you're like, "Oh my god, it's Matt Murdock!" And oh, they're doing law. They're doing. It's about all the wits for a minute there. Yeah. They're trying to do law against each other, but he's real good at law. He's so good at He's it. very good at law, isn't he? Um and yeah, because of his smell, he kind of like I mean, he's obviously a little bit a shif- little bit a little bit under the radar with it, but also not that under the radar with it if we're being 100% honest, is it? Pretty flakery Because it? it's like and we we'll, and we will probably get into this a bit more, but it's like, you know, he's fitting into the tone of She-Hulk a little more, so he's not super serious and there's a little bit of like tug and cheek like, "Oh, I can just smell really well. Don't you even worry about that." I can I can tell he's lying. Don't ask how. Kind of like with um Spider-Man for that matter, right? Yeah. I'm just a really good lawyer. <laughs> well, that's so Like fun. that's not really a scene that you would have seen in your no, Daredevil you show. Was you would have killed a man in a hallway. But it works for that and it works for this. And again, I, that's the thing that people don't seem to appreciate as as we'll talk about some of the reactions, I'm sure. Um, but because he smells Jeffle, he just asks, just straight up, which is, I mean, again, I'm sure actual legal people are like upset by some of this because it can't be accurate at all. No. But he's just like, wait, what are you using those? He's like, jet fuel. And then the judge is like, oh, because you just said that just now. We're just throwing this whole thing out. And they just wrap it up in about two minutes of. Yeah. Which doesn't seem accurate, but. No. They'd probably be like, you have to prove that it's jet fuel. You could just lie about that. Well, like you need to be on the stand to give actual. Test, sworn testimony. You testimony. Can't just... You, can't, you gotta, gotta present evidence. There's a whole process. <laughs> right, but whatever. Can't be like, oh, he said it was, so I gotta believe this blind guy that he could smell jet fuel. They, uh, they, apparently the writers fully admitted they're not great at writing the court stuff, so what are you gonna do? Um, but so then they are at a, at the lawyer bar, <laughs> the lawyer themed bar. Of course. And, um, they're both there. He, she, he buys her a drink and he's like, hey, you know, no hard feelings. You did a, you did an alright job. What do you, you know, put in a good effort. Um, and she's like, yeah, well, my client was kind of an ass, like a dumb, dumb idiot. Yeah, hey, I like, had what to are you do, do it. Yeah, not my choice. And he's like, well, what I do, what I get up to in New York is I mostly do good stuff for nice, good people for good reasons. And then every so often I got to take one to get some money, which is kind of what I said. Because um, we were trying to wrap our head around, like, how, how's he going to end up here, right? Again, it's still, it's still a little far-fetched of like, how's he going to end up in California for just cause? Lawyer stuff, yeah. And um, I think this is a pretty good answer. I would say. Yeah. I think it all kind of works. It's like, well, this is the guy who makes his suit. He was kind of doing it as a favor to him. And also, we get the actual some actual money to, to supplement. Him living in Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Where he mostly just tries to help people for, like, pro bono work. Like, there's literally a scene in the um in the movie, um like the 2000, whatever, the 2001 with Ben Affleck, where I think someone pays them in fish. Just like, hey, thank you, fish. And it's like, that's not keeping the lights on, is it? So, no. It... it explanation totally worked for me as mm. to why Matt Murdock would end up here. 
Um, and they they kind of they seem to be getting getting along pretty well with each other, oh, which yeah. is pretty cool. And he's like, "Hey, Jen, you could do. Why don't you do like you could be a good lawyer and a good superpower? Because this whole time she's been like, I don't want to actually be a superhero. That's lame. Yeah, I want to do law things. And he's like, Well, you could do both. Which is Daredevil's whole like mo, right? Is that like when the law fails, he gets out there and he he, he just dared hits he, you with he, some sticks. He devils it. Yeah." Which is cool. I mean, and like this is shown in the show sometimes. Like sometimes Daredevil, uh, sometimes Matt Murdock is defending criminals yeah. because he's a defense attorney. And then afterwards, he'll, but he'll beat you up though because you were the bad guy still. Yeah. He knows. He knows. He knows you more. He knows even better. So yeah, they're having some fun interactions. They're, they're they seem to be getting getting along pretty well. And she's she's got a fourth wall breaking moment where he's like, "Oh, you a bit of chemistry here, isn't there?" Yeah. Wink, wink, now judge. And then she's home. She goes. She goes home from the bar. And she gets a call at night from uh, from Leapfrog. Oh, no, actually, before that, the fetish guy calls her again and is like, "Oh, that's true." Hey, do you want to do this thing? What is he? Here's a Wakandan spear I bought. Isn't this neat? The Wakandans want it back. Can I can I claim it? And she's like, "This." And she's trying to get him to drink wine. And then she just pays him. And then little rich guy's getting attacked in his green car. And it's I don't know who's attacking him. She puts on her super suit. She's like, "All right, I'll go say." It. And yeah, she's she throws on the super suit for the first time, which is fun. Yeah. Um, and who who's on her who's on her car or he's on, who's on his car but Flippy Boy himself. Flippy Boy he himself. does the flip in the track. Well, there it is. He does all kind of flips. Um, it's good stuff, man. He doesn't do enough flipping in the show. And I saw um Stephen S. Denight, I believe is his name, who was the showrunner on Daredevil, um was was tweeting about this a lot this week, and he said it's great, and he liked it, and all. And he was like, if I had more budget, I'd have been having him do all kind of flips, man. This is <laughs> sick. I love it. They did great. They did so much acrobatics. He's like they did. The, I think they did my character justice very well. I think he fits the tone of this, but it was also still pretty. They did, you know, they did right by him. Um, Charlie's great. He said that he was like shipping them, shipping them hard and all. Yeah. Um, which is funny because all the all the like you know dude bros were upset upsetty by this because he's too he's too fun and not serious enough. Um, yeah, he's not he's not killing people with knives. What's up with that? And I think we I think we have to pull out one of our classic uh, phrases here, Jack. If you'll. Allow me, which is just I, reliable. I would um, I would ask that the some of these gentlemen making these comments would um just just read a comic book ever, don't you think? I I just one, a single one because it doesn't you have know, to be Daredevil. Just read a Man Thing one. When you read, oh yeah, <laughs> read any comic where a superhero appears in the comic that isn't their comic. Um, because this happens every time. Is that you like you 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 know bend a little bit to fit the context of your world of the world. So like yeah. Yeah, Daredevil could show up in other people's comics and not be as serious and gritty and and crying about Catholicism, and he's not he's not doing a a confession to a priest or whatever, right? Yeah, like him and Daredevil or him and uh, Spider Man are pretty good buddies in the comics. So when he shows up in a Spider Man book, he's kind of doing more chill stuff some of the time. Yeah, he's just like, hey, what's up? You're blind? It's sick. He's not like yeah, like trying to dig down Kingpin and like talking about grisly murders and stuff as no. much. It's just kind of chill. And just Same with like, human again, murders. Like uh, supplies to everyone. Yeah. In that um that Hawkeye book we read for Hawkeye, right? Of course. Um, like Spider Man's in that at one point. Oh, yeah. Wolver- I mean, pretty small roles, but like they all any like Black Widow and stuff. And because Mockingbird of the and all them. because of the tone of that comic, it's pretty. <coughs> it's kind of light and irreverent at times. Yeah. Um. They they adopt that. I mean, you're not. Yeah. It's I don't know. This is pretty standard stuff that like. Absolutely. He's in a different show, guys. Like, it's not its not the end of the world. Another thing is that She-Hulk does a lot of property damage. She does. She's very smashy. I mean, she's a Hulk. She's what a Hulk, do? I know. That's, what, that's all she knows, right? Yeah. It's just like, if you're a lawyer, you're not going to have to hear about this. 
But she does have the wherewithal to be like, oh, I guess we better tell them. He'll leave a note. Sorry, Hulk. Hulk get I don't your know Hulk what that insurance. note's going to do. Yeah, right? It's one of those, cla- my friend brought this up, but I always love seeing those like tweets and posts about like, like make it look like you live in like the Marvel universe where it's like, man, I just got Hulk insurance and you just use my car. I'm supposed to get to work now. Oh, it's aliens again. Can't go on the 90 because Captain America's fighting the secret government. She did just throw that car at the dude's car. And threw a car at a guy who's like just a guy, really. I appreciate that we see Jen run around in the costume a lot too, which is fun because that is supposed to be like stretchy or whatever, so it Trink. goes back and forth, which is cool. Also, like I don't know, okay, like, nothing against the She-Hulk um, CGI and whatever, but I do think it takes something a little bit away from her performance sometimes because it is. I mean, there's that layer of CGI over the top of everything she's doing, right? Yeah. And also, like the vo- her voice changes a little bit and stuff, right? So I don't know. I I definitely would say I prefer just her most of the time, and because they're having all these like intimate kind of moments building up the relationship over the course of the episode. I think it I think it works. I think it's yeah. cool. I think you'd just be like two people just in costumes yeah. and not just like me me having the meta knowledge of when she's she hook, Charlie Cox is looking up or I guess he doesn't have to look up because he's blind, but people have to it's look true. up at a t- at a tennis ball above her like or like a stand in or whatever yeah. the case is. Like oh yeah they do have a stand in when they're shooting the yeah. reverse scenes and stuff. So I yeah. It's tough. So yeah, when it's just the two of them and they can actually just stand there, I feel like that's cool. I think it's good. I think it, I think this is a good use case for that. I mean, they've been doing it a lot more since she's gotten all the clothes and she can just switch back and forth. But it's cool. Yeah, they have a fun little banter on the roof. He's so, like, there are 18 guys. It'll take me ten, 15 seconds each. She goes, 30 minutes. He goes, that's not how that math works out. It's very fun banter. Yeah. And like the fact that he is like, yeah, it's again, it's a slightly like kind of a reverent take on it. He's not all super sure, like, I can I can taste her, but he's like, yeah, I can I can hear their heartbeats, and she's kind of like, that's kind of goofy, because it is a little goofy if you if you actually look at it from that perspective. If yeah. you're not just fully committed to the world of Daredevil, you're like, yeah, that is kind of funny that he hears their heartbeats and all. Mm. Like, it's it's fun. It's good stuff. It's, and again, I like Daredevil a lot. Big fan of Philly Boy. I don't, I don't think they did him wrong necessarily at all. Um, they even give him... A hallway fight, which is pretty sweet. That's what someone I was watching with said. They're like, "Well, they gotta have the hallway fight. Daredevil's in this." Did the, they did the hallway fight and everything. I mean, what could? What are you gonna complain about? Everything. The yellow. A lot of yellow. My thing is just like I don't know how you could have watched the first couple episodes of this show and then be one of the guys who's been on like the give us Daredevil train, right? Um, and but actually expect anything other than this. Yeah. Like who actually were these people who, who were like so excited about Daredevil showing up? Actually expecting like it to just fully be an episode of the daredevil show in in like tone and and yeah. format and everything because that's they must have that's foolish <laughs> that's very silly i i kind of yeah this is again this is pretty much exactly what i expected right down to like he's about to fight like three 13 more dudes in this in this hallway and then she just pops in because why wouldn't she i mean yeah. in a lot of ways she's right like he can talk about his stealth all he wants because he was trained by an old ninja or whatever yeah but, but she's invincible if you've literally got a hulk at your disposal why wouldn't you just use the hulk to let's just get it done right yeah just get her going she her, her body can't be pierced by weapons so they they resolve it and um they 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 get the bad guy the leapfrog because he's being a real dick and he'll go to jail and he broke his legs or whatever he did trying to yeah jump jump um rip it and rip it but uh, uh and then at the end she's like huh well they have sex at the end well i was gonna say luke was cool with it so he's like i'll make your clothes again you you've, you've done me a solid here so i suppose i'll make you your dress for your gala again um and then yeah they're like chatting more on the roof, and he's like, "Well, maybe next time I'm in town, I could take you out to dinner." And she's like, "Or oh, we could just ooh, we do it right now, right now." And they do. They go back to her apartment and they get it on, which is like, "There's a good, there's a good joke here." And when um, she's like, "Hey, 
but Liam, whatever his name is, we're gonna do. He's like trying to be his lawyer again, and he's like he corrects her, and Liv was like, "Are you a lawyer too, devil guy?" He's like, "I just like legal dramas a lot." <laughs> it's very funny because uh, I feel like you should. I also enjoyed the joke earlier when um she like unmasks better, which is f- pretty funny because I guess he's cool with it because she's another superhero. But still, like again, that also is very much you know out of out of character sort of for the the Daredevil show because he's Daredevil is one of the hardline like. You gotta keep mind that identity guy, which he kind of gets into in that in the courtroom scene there. Um, but it's funny when she's like, "Well, how was I supposed to know the guy dressed up like as the devil was?" And he's like, "Oh, that's well, that's, that's kind of or, or the other one." She's like, "Are you pretending to be blind? That's that's not cool, dude. <laughs> that's kind of problematic." Yeah. He's like, "No, no, I'm really blind." Uh, but yeah, and then they you know they they become intimate mm-hmm. to put uh, to put it brutally, and then so I mean you kind of called it, Jack, because you were the one who you, you, a couple weeks ago you were like. Um, you thought they were gonna have some kind of romantic situation going on because she's been having all this guy trouble all season, and you were like, "Well, Daredevil's blind, so he'll just be able to appreciate See? her for who she really is." Yeah, and they they hit it off, and it was like, I do think the chemistry in this was real good. I was like, yeah, they are fun, probably very well. You know, Matt Murdock is quite the womanizer. Um, which apparently that was another thing people were whining about is that he had sex, which is so dumb. I saw people making like the classic jokes of like, "Oh." They've done it. Daredevil is now unrelatable because he's <laughs> he had sex to all his fans because he's gone and had sex. But in a very real sense, I don't know how anyone could have that problem because he has sex a lot, like in that show, in the comics, with, like a couple partners in the comics with like lots of people. They all die, like Black Widow sometimes, Electra too. all the time, Electra all the time, Warrior Women, uh, I assumedly. Yeah, Karen Page. Like I, I don't, I've, I, it's bizarre to me. I don't know who could have, I, huh? You know what I'm like? No, you know I, I'm, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm putting the because they're like he's Catholic, and I'm like, yeah, but he's not. He's also he's he's guilty Guilt. Catholic. He's, he's got the that's guilt. This whole thing. That's he's, every Catholic. He also beats men at night. That's also kind of not. On he has he has long sticks. He just he has bully clubs. Oh he bludgeons God. men with. I, I think I actually saved it. Let me see if I can find it. I saved some goof ass take. I love a goof ass take. Yeah, but it's just it's so silly. He does the walk of shame, which is very funny. He's just like in his daredevil costume, carrying his shoes. And then uh, Nikki, her friend, shows up and is like, who's that devil guy? Is that you? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're happy. Okay, I got it. I got All right, perfect. Let's see what it so is. So it's some, some dude bro on, online. You know how it goes. It's always them. He's got a Star Wars podcast, it looks like, which oh. checks out. So he goes, Charlie Cox's Daredevil was never presented as a one-night stand type of guy. He was a practicing Catholic, had a great, had a great relationship with his priest, and his mother was a nun. Disney is sick. Um... I mean, I guess the one night stand is, is the particular thing they have a problem with, but that's pretty. That's kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a minor distinction, if you ask me. Um, I, but I think like, is it, I guess it really depends what you define one night stand, because like he, it, it wasn't like go somewhere. He was like, all right, when I come back, we can like do something for real. She's like, well, what if we just do it now? So the intention is that they're gonna meet up again later. I would say so. Yeah. Um. Also, I just want to address a couple of these points. He said he had a great, great relationship with his priest. He's a great relationship with his priest because he's there confessing to his sins. All the time. Oh, yeah. And his mother was a nun. Can we... Let's, you want to rewind that one back a bit? To <laughs> see the whole gotten? sentence? That's kind of a... What do you think about that? Guess what she's got a bunch of? Guild. Catholic guild. <laughs> Catholic guild. Because she's a nun who had a child. Was it, can, can you, again, you want to like piece that one together? Want to riddle me that one, Batman? So, there you go. People are... But again, I, I don't get it. He's literally a, like a famous woman. He, he, again, Black Widow. Electra. All the time. In the in the show, Foggy is constantly giving him guff for like getting out with attractive women. He's got that one. It's a pretty funny joke, but he's like, "How do you always know? But how do you know the?" He's like, "He's like, I don't know." And he's like, "You you, you somehow always know when they're attractive." <laughs> so I don't. It's such a goofy one. I don't know why people would have that complaint. Um, 
but good for him. Someone, I, this was a good one. Um, uh, Daredevil from the MCU. Yeah, gets Spider-Man off for domestic terrorism, beats the shit out of people in a hallway, and survives getting fucked by the shield. <laughs> Welcome back, Matt Murdock. <laughs> a Chad. What a king. Glad C- to have catches him. Catches a brick, refuses to elaborate. Oh, also, he's probably going to have a relationship with Echo, maybe? Maybe. That's certainly a... That's, but how that's are they going to talk to each other? Ro- I don't know. But that's certainly been done in the comics before as well, I'm pretty sh- I, I'm pretty sure. So, like, yeah, there's, come on. Yeah. Leave it. I just... Do, yeah. They do Wait. a fun fourth wall break for the gala right here at the end, where she's like, Yeah, so that, that all resolves, and then they're like, oh, we're just doing the gala. So they just... he's got She's got a dress and all, and she goes to the gala, um, but it turns out the um, the female lawyer of the year is just all the female lawyers. And they go, what is it like being a female lawyer? Which is very fun. This is a good moment because yeah. I'm sure that that's miserable as a woman oh, in any kind of field. Because yeah, it's fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. What's it like being just a thing? It's like being a thing. But you're. You, a I, I I notice. I've observed. You are both a woman and this profession that we all are. How do you do it? Care to elaborate? <laughs> How could you possibly do it? I, then, I couldn't imagine such a thing being a lawyer and a woman. So why don't you? <laughs> why don't you go why into you that for this us? Gap for me. But um, and then she gets attacked by QAnon. The, the yeah, the QAnon intelligentsia uh, plot comes to a head here, where they've they've hacked it and they portray her as being a a, a bad guy because she is a Tinder. I'm like, that's, um, that's really the big thing, isn't it? Yeah, and they and they, I thought there was going to be something about her being like violent because that would be genuinely kind of like um bad, right? But it's just she has a Tinder and the Josh guy recorded them having sex, which is like. Not what the? I mean, yeah, no doubt it's it's uncomfortable for her, and it's it's a gross evasion of her privacy and all, and it sucks. But also, like, it's not the type of thing that should have everyone be like, "Oh my god, what a horrible person she." She Hulk's not actually a good person. This superhero who saved people's lives throughout this season because of because she has sex sometimes. That's pretty lame. Consensual sex. I think it's It's tough, but it tells you a lot about our society, Jack, doesn't it? I think it's just to get her riled up and be like, "I did the Hulk thing." No doubt. And there's no doubt there's some people, I mean, clearly given the spiel we just went on, who are pretty, feel feel some kind of way about casual sex, apparently, still, yeah. in in regards to superhero television shows in the year 2022. So I guess... Year of our Lord. Can't win them all. So I guess there is some people who would be mad at She-Hulk for having a Tinder. Um, but she goes full on, like, Hulk rage for a moment here, which is cool. Um, You know, even though she is traditionally, like, in control of all that, and, and that's not her MO, is having the actual... um. Hulk rage. Every so often it does peek through, which I is always kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a cool moment in the Avengers uh, Disassembled arc where she she goes into full like Hulk rage for a moment, um, and they got to call on like a Hulkbusters squad on her, which is, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool yeah. little yeah, element of her that. character. Yeah. So, it's cool. I mean, this is kind of like, again, the stakes in that other one were a little bigger, but yeah, she, she got every reason to be upset. Absolutely. Um, and that's tough. And again, I, I do think there's like genuine commentary here of like, her oh gosh I always forget her character name but the, her um coworker there right the one in the yellow who's like don't do it Jen and I think that's because she knows that like as a woman you get scrutinized you get judged yeah you get scrutinized much more for that kind of thing you do it once and again which kind of what we said earlier like oh you're the hysterical crazy woman now like yep, that's your thing forever if you're a dude who gets mad and like smashes something it's like oh he's just a dude he took control and you really yeah. showed him what's a world. You got a steak and whiskey. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he really took initiative there. Yeah. But as a woman, yeah, it's like, and she probably knows that. Unfortunately, as unfair as it is, like that's the double standards they play by. So this one like break in composure is suddenly now like, oh, we got to bring in the Hulk squad on her and fuck her up. Um, but I mean, she also knows 
she's kind of messed up there. And she's like, oh, this is this is quite the situation I found myself in. Yeah. For quite the pickle. Th- leading into the season finale. Wow. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, like, that feels pretty small potatoes in terms of what the intelligentsia stuff seemed to be actually moving towards, which is like... Killing her. Killing her and or... But they got her blood, right? To do more hulks with, supposedly. It was the... Yeah. I mean, it was, was something to that effect, effect right? So, I would assume. Is she going to fight a big monster? A, another big CGI creature next week is what I'm saying, Jack. I don't know, because I feel like that would just be kind of out of nowhere. That... I yeah, well, because they've been they've been really like teasing it, but they've been teasing it so little that all of a sudden we're at the last episode and they haven't really done much with it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she'll defeat it with the court of law. Yeah, she'll sue it for damages. But then I'm very good at writing these scenes. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to have much law stuff at all? Maybe not. Probably not. Well, who knows? People are going to complain about it no matter what. I'm still enjoying it though, Jerry. I am. I too. think this was probably my favorite because I mean Daredevil, but Daredevil it was the most it's fun. Good. It's just fun, man. It's just fun. I think I saw someone sum it up pretty well this week, um, which was that like I don't know that She Hulk is a great show, but I like it. Which like, I think is by Joe I enjoyed it. Feel. Yeah, I'm not gonna like go to bat for it as yeah is a great like hallmark of of television or anything or Marvel's canon. It's just a fun show. It is yeah. again. It just is what it is. Which is maybe I think I've caveated that a couple times with like I guess that's something of a cop out, but I don't really whatever. Whatever. What are they gonna do? Stop us? Not me. Wait till they get to the end of the year show. They're going to get fuming when we get to that. (laughs) So I think we get probably for till next week, right? Till next week. Till our finale episode. We'll wait till then. So I can take out of that. We're about uh, about almost two hours here. Uh, Andor. Andor super quick. Big Andor. Super quick. Well, dude, it's... Yeah, it's a little quicker. Yeah. This is a bit of a smaller... This is definitely another build-up episode, isn't it? So this is the X... The Tree Remembers or the X Forgets? It's the X forgets the, the X forgets. It's the title, title episode, episode, which is the famous phrase, or uh, the X forgets, the tree remembers, which is echoed in this. I mean, Skeezily says it to Andor. Uh, so this is just the prep for the uh, heist for the credits. So everybody is preparing. Um, there's like tensions rising because oh, yeah. everyone's trying to figure out what Cassian's up to. He's kind of he's revealing too much about himself in some cases, because he's doing stuff and then he corrects them, and they don't like that he's correcting them, and that he's right. and then he, But he's right in such a way that's like, mm. how much do you actually know? Like, you know more than you should know as just a guy we picked yeah. up. Because well, they're all distrustful of him still. Well, Skeeton in particular, but everyone's yeah. kind of still rough around the edges with him. And that opening scene is him, like, they search through all his belongings, Skeeton did. Um, but then they kind of bond for a minute, which is nice, over, like, they both went to prison. Um, he's got a cool line. I mean, he's also, he's obviously got that main line there, but he's got He's like, yeah, they, cause he's like, oh, where, where were you? And he's like, I was on Sippo or whatever. And I was in this prison and he was like, oh, I've never been. He's like, yeah, you didn't miss much. And he's like, they, they built a lot of cages, huh? Which is like, yeah, it's just cool. It's just, I don't know. Something about that. It's very simple, obviously, but it just struck me in some way of like, yeah, this, that's what the empire does. They're just all, it's, it's all they know how to do. Right. <laughs> just across the galaxy. Just, it's just another hallmark of their like oppression of the whole galaxy is just yep lots of prisons to send people to work camps and all this shit um but then yeah he's got the whole the, the axe forgets but the tree remembers um which is definitely the big overarching theme for this whole episode it's kind of what everyone's motivated by in some form, form of fashion. fashion um because like that's the thing and it's kind of it really I've, i feel like i kind of touched on this pretty well in the one trailer discussion where I was like, "That's this is the Empire's whole problem, right? Is that they're just too cruel. Yeah. They're too cruel for their own good. Like, they could, they're efficient and they're cold in all these ways that are, like, make them effective, I suppose, at oppressing the whole galaxy. But 
The thing is, they just they're too bad for them good because you just motivate people to do stuff like this, mm. and the empire, the imperial machine, just marches on and it forgets. But the the people you've heard remember, remember. forever, and you know because Star Wars is is this idyllic kind of world. Um, you know that means that like the good people who've been wronged and are gonna choose to stand up and and fight and do the right thing, they're always gonna prevail eventually. Um, because you're living in Star Wars. That's what they always forget, Jack. They live in Star Wars. You guys, you live in a space fantasy, so the good guys are going to win eventually. Don't so you know? Being so bad. Palpatine. Don't you know you're going to lose in the end? Which is just nice. I mean, even though this is not, yeah, we don't get a, a culmination of that this week in particular. It's just the idea of it is that everyone in this is kind of like, do we remember? Even into like, so when we transition over to the Mon Mothma plot, so um, we get her daughter. Oh, yeah. We get, I wrote her name. I think it's Aldia. Leda. That's her name. Leda Mothma. Which is cool. It's a character. There's a whole kind of. She's got a whole uh, backstory. I was gonna say like a canon history. There's like mm. a non-canon. It was one of those things that wasn't even canon in the old canon. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, story mentioning her, and that's where they got her name. At least, um, apparently she also had a son in that canon who died in, at the Battle of Hoth. He was just like a rebel soldier, which is huh. pretty grim. Yeah, very grim. Uh, but so we got Lady Mothma, Mothma's a 16 year old daughter, and um, she's like, I'm gonna take you to school, and then she's like, Screw you, mom. You don't even care. Dad's taking me to school. He's a cool parent. He's so um, cool. He's tough. And it's really fascinating the way that they've, they've gone with this. Um, you know, last week and this week, I would have never guessed this, but like Mon Mothma's family situation is so interesting because it's so kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is cool. I mean, that's how you make interesting character stuff, right? You, you give them challenges, obviously. Uh, you know, I suppose if you would made me guess, I'd have been like, I guess her husband, you know, if you say, hey, Mon Mothma has a husband and a son. What are they like? Or a husband and a daughter. I'd be like, oh, I guess they're like on board. I guess they're fighting the good it. fight with her. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of this mirror of like Bale, right? Bale, his wife, queen of Alderaan, well on board, right? Key figure in the rebellion. Daughter? Leia, they had to like beat her off with a stick about it. It'd be like, hey, not yet. Hold on. Yeah. Hold your horses. Um, so then it's fascinating that this is like Mama, one yeah. of her struggles is on top of everything else, her home life is like a fucking war zone. <laughs> yeah, she has to fight no matter where she is. Which is tough, isn't it? And she's just, she's clearly spread so thin because she's trying to actually, she's still trying to actually, you know, do stuff politically with the right channels in the Senate. And then she's got her rebellion stuff on the back burner that she's trying to work out. And then, yeah, she's got this family who is not helpful. Um, but I also think, you know, her daughter, one, is just a kid. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Teenagers suck sometimes. Definitely. We've all been there. Um but I think the other thing is, like, she probably has a good point of, like, hey, mom, you just, do you really care? Because you don't actually spend all that much time with me. Yeah. Which is probably fair, because there's there's probably no way she could. All the shit she's got on going on, mm-hmm. she probably doesn't spend enough time with her daughter. And I think that's I think that's playing up the same theme, right? Absolutely. That, like, when she's, you know, I think some of, some of it is just being, like, an insolent teenager, because that's what you do sometimes, and they can be needlessly cruel. But there's probably some of that which is coming from a genuine place in Lita, which is, like... No, like you, you, you're all busy, and that hurts. Like that, she's probably coming from a genuine place of hurt herself. Yeah. Like I don't, you never want to. You seemingly, you know, only want to spend time with me for like in these opportune moments when it's cool for you. But you know, you can't just like run around and do all your other shit and treat everything else in your life as if it's more important than me, and then just expect me to like just be well on board the second you come back because you know you forget. But I remember all those times that you weren't there. Right. Of course. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's playing off the same theme. Oh yeah, uh, we get a little. Since we'll stand, cor- a little chorus on stuff. Cause it's like the smaller parts. We go back to Lucent. And he's kind of freaking out towards the end of the episode. Yeah, Lucent. Like, Lucent, yeah. Lucent. 
and he's like ah, he's trying to check the comms and stuff like he's trying to see if he gets any word from them and then his assistant's like you got to give it up like at this point they're either going to do it or they're not and you you can't stressing about it just doesn't help anything you're just going to like you're just going to slip no okay. And you're going to ruin everything. And so he's like, all right, fine. So much fun stuff in his shop there, dude. You see the holocrons? I did not. There's some holocrons in there. I was like, focused on the acting. Of course, the acting. I think there's some more Indiana Jones stuff. Um, the whip, the hat? Yeah, you saw the whip in the hat? Did you? Is there? I don't know about the hat. The whip is... Um, I didn't see the whip. I'm the whip's just... in last episode. Oh. Actually. It's like in like a case. It's like encased almost almost in like carbonite looking thing. Like it's like vacuum freezed in a thing. But you're like, oh, that's, I think that's a bullwhip. It's like a wrapped up bullwhip. Um, I don't know what, uh, there was something though in, in the back room there where they were hanging out. Um, we also got Cyril on Coruscant. Oh, yeah. His stuff. Um, Is he in Cereal? Yeah, I guess, it, I think it plays up into the theme as well because we've kind of, we only had the, that, obviously that nothing scene last week with his mom but um clearly we've seen that his mom is probably kind of a domineering presence in his life. Yeah, overbearing. Um, and they don't have a stellar relationship. She's kind of pretty condescending to him for the most part mm. um a little patronizing of like oh, well i guess i'll call your uncle because you're kind of useless you don't have any plans for anything aren't do you you useless shit he's like i just got fired man <laughs> you were a dumb cop and you couldn't even do that right <laughs> oh whoa and he's like you could have come visit me she goes no that's not a re- you didn't you didn't ask me to no, no invitation is no invitation um so i was explaining to her about it, and i think he might be onto something is that like you know, even though she lives on Coruscant in like seemingly not great place, like one of the lower levels, she probably thinks of herself as like a core person. Like I live in the core. I don't want to go out to your the corporate sector. Yeah, I live on Coruscant. I'm cultured, <laughs> and um, she like a lot of the people in this sector of the galaxy. It seems to be quite ambitious because she's like, well, no, we're gonna we're gonna leverage this into something else. And she clearly sees zero opportunity. As like, yeah, as like a uh, opportunity for her, her to do some social climbing if she. She wants him, and he's still very much um, obsessed with Cassie, and he wants to get him. So that'll that'll come up. Yeah, I think with uh, the other last Coruscant fellow who is Dedra, right? Um, I think they're gonna find each other at some point, um, and and he's gonna she's gonna help him out, or she's gonna help her out, and that's how he's gonna get back into the fold. Mm-hmm. So you got some cool stuff there. Um, I can't think of his name, but the her kind of like rival. Officer there, he's on Ferrix, and he's like, "I'm gonna set up this base." I like that was a cool scene. Um, as another another Game of Thrones guy, yeah, Jonas at the um the officer who's on Ferrix there, and he's like, "Can I be a can I be a prefect if I get this if I get to be a butt?" And he's just like, "Oh my god, you know, everyone's all worried about the fucking social climbing. Can you just do your job? Yeah, um, do what you got to do." That guy was Rhaegar in Game of Thrones. Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, it's a very minor role, obviously, because he's yeah. got like what two one or two scenes actually yeah, yeah. in person, but. Um, uh, we cut back to the main Cassian part. Yeah, the main Cassian stuff. So they're doing a lot more training, like you said. Cassian's like kind of buttoning in, is like has, but I mean, not without cause. He has actual good uh, ideas. I yeah, like. input for the most part. And they're like, shit. I guess you're right. Again, the big one is that, like you said, that he they didn't actually know how to get the ship out. They were not familiar enough with it. Yeah, and he's like, you guys didn't even know what were we gonna do. And they're like, oh, we probably would have figured it out. And it's like, like probably, but like, geez. And he's like, without me, you guys literally wouldn't have done it. No wonder that like. Uh, Luthen didn't was like, ready to call it off for real, right? Yeah, because you guys are just kind of stupid. You guys mm. are just kind of plucky. And he's picked up on the plan pretty quickly, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're doing training in the field. He's like, you guys should switch spots. It's all good stuff. But then the TIE fighter flies by. I think that's a cool scene. Um, not that really anything comes of it. It's just another, like, this is what the Empire does. They're just assholes. Yeah, like, they think, that TIE fighter pilot thinks 
those are just shepherds living out in the mountains and he's like I'm gonna fuck with these guys yeah, I'm gonna fly really close to them and like pull their eardrums just scare them because that's what we do yeah. um, there's a passage in that people have compared this to in Lost Stars where one of the characters who is an Imperial pilot like gets sent out to the Outer Rim and that's all he does that's literally what, what he says he's like yep yeah, we just go there to like to fly past people to let them to remind them of how far the Empire's reach extends just so they always know <laughs> and it's like yeah. that's great cool what a, what a great time what a great thing to be in the payroll for i know right so let's get a show to locals um there's more more friction about uh his belongings and clearly as it turns out skeen's looking for something he's yeah, not he, totally trusting of him um we got nemec he's a real he's a real political philosopher type guy yeah, he's, he's a, all about he's it. a real liberal arts student he's, he's writing a manifesto he's a real Karl mark carl marx about it i guess yeah. he's like i'm gonna write this manifesto i'm gonna be it's gonna be sweet Oh, he's got a he's got a cool line as well in this one, which is like the, he's like, "Don't worry, they're gonna find out that surprise from above is never as surprise as as, as one from below or whatever." Yeah. That effect, um, imply like that's them, obviously. Like again, which it kind of ties into Cassian's whole philosophy is like they don't even think of us. Like, yeah. So uh, they're never gonna suspect when we come up and because they they think we're so insignificant and small that like it'll it'll be a real shock. Oh yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, we got Lieutenant Gorn is also working out. We we learned his backstory and the reason he's into it is because he was in love with one of the locals and then she died or was killed or whatever the the case may be. Um, and that's colored his whole opinion on it. Which is cool because then there's that scene where he's talking to the one corporal guy and he's like, "Huh, those idiot locals are gonna show up and they're all stinky and shitty." Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Can you imagine thousands of them? And he's like, oh, "I I literally can remember that actually." So yeah. yes. Or look like when the the temple is there and he's like, "Clean all this shit up." Like what, yeah, target yeah. practice, and the engineer's coming. He's important. Yeah, that's cool. So we're gonna talk about that. A little? Yeah, he's in like the background. Like it's they just kind of like a couple times. Yeah. They see the shuttle fly through. That and, probably had him on it. I would. I'm I would guessing. Hope, I would assume. Um, again, it's like they haven't really drawn direct attention to it, probably intentionally. Yeah. Um, probably so it's just, next episode for the heist. Just, yeah, just mentioned offhand last episode. He was like, an Imperial engineer is coming. There's a big inspection or whatever. Um, and then this week, I think the only things that I think are leaning towards that is, yeah, that an Imperial shuttle. Um, and Nemec's like, what's what's that ship for? Um, and he, one of the mentions, one of the, when, when he's having that conversation, Gordon is, one of the troopers mentions offhand that like, they are helping move furniture for the commandant's wife because she's getting ready for the dinner. And so it's like, okay, it's like an important dinner. Who's that for? Yeah. And all is probably for this Imperial um, engineer guy, which mm-hmm. is interesting. He could be like an existing character. I would say more likely than not, he's probably just a new guy. A new guy, but it's cool. It's interesting. Oh, for sure. Um, especially in this kind of era of like the galaxy we're dealing with, right? So we had that mentioned last week of Scarif, and they're like, something's on Scarif. Um, no, wait, was it? Yeah, it was. It's not increased shipments to Scarif. So I guess maybe they're building the Citadel there. I don't really know. Because that's not where they're building the Death Star, to my knowledge. So but whatever. They're talking about that. Now, now this, I, you know, it could be that he's someone involved in the Death Star. Um, just not directly. Like, not, not directly a character we know that is. Like, I I don't know. I think there's a small chance it could be one of the guys from Rogue One. But I would yeah. lean no, Ben Mendelsohn. Be, but if it's both of them. That'd be fun. It'd be very surprising. But that'd be a real glup shit moment, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Be like, <gasps> Tony Gore said he's not into that. But then again, at the same time, he would, like, I mean, those are his those are his creations, kind of, somewhat. And he could just lie. They love lying. Yeah, you never know, so. But it's, I think maybe uh, the the little mission that, oh, God, what are they called? Val and, what's her, what's the girl's name? I don't know. Um, maybe the thing that they're going to do off on the side that isn't directly related is something to do with that engineer guy in some form or Like, fashion. distract him? 
yeah, distract him or kidnap him or kill him. Yeah, assassinate him or something. So it could be cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Exciting. I, this heist will be pretty interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, for it, I mean, for sure. it, they've really kind of done another episode of build up. Although I, I mean, I, this episode helped my attention quite good. I mean, the big moment is at the end when he just comes clean. Yeah, he's so, a mercenary. Skeen gets him and he's like, why do you have this crystal? This crystal's very valuable. You have like nothing else on you. You barely have the clothes off your back. What What is going on here? This all doesn't compute. Why do you have this much money? We're, we're doing a robbery. Why'd you bring this valuable with you? What's What's the deal here? And he's just like, all right, listen, I'm just going to complain with you. I'm hired here. I'm, here. I'm here for the money. I'm being paid to be here. I'm not a strong believer in your cause. That's why I'm here. But I should do it so that we can all like survive. Let's just clear the air here. You can decide. I yeah. I don't need you guys like thinking I'm gonna betray the whole time because he's that's not his thing, right? Yeah. I mean, he is into it because he wants to get his money and he wants to survive, but they don't know that. So by clearing the air, he's just like, listen, I'm not, I'm not into it, but I am gonna do it right and I want to survive. So mm-hmm. if we do it wrong, they're gonna kill me just as quickly as they're gonna kill the rest of yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, I'm, you know, let's let's make that clear. And if you still want to pull out, we can do that. But it's. It's not because of me, right? You can't use me as your excuse. Yeah. Because I'm in. I'm going to do it, so. It makes a good point. Like, when, like, why didn't you tell us? He's like, well, to add another thing. Like, you guys are, like, flying by the seat of your pants as is. Adding my thing, being like, actually, I'm a hired gun. It's like, that's not going to help anybody do anything of note. Uh, who do you think is going to die in this uh, I don't thing? know, dude. Like, I, that, that man, I kid, dead. I could see it both ways. Um, I think I think you could do two. And I've seen some people theorize some of this effect. So, um, I think Skeen could easily be no, chopping, chopping block. That's true. Um, especially because we got his tragic backstory here. Of so, like, we, and he's like, he's got a good reason to hate the Empire with his whole brother and all that. Which, again, right into the theme of it, right? Like, the X remembers. Like, true remembers. The X true remembers, sorry. The X forgets. Because the Empire did this shitty thing to his brother that made his brother kill himself. And now he's a diehard for the cause. And how could they ever know? They, they just don't even care to think about those kind of implications that now this yeah. guy because of that thing that distant you know place is not going to be participating in this massive like operation against them um so i think he could be um i don't i think nemec could certainly die because he is like the most idealistic one like they talk about this episode yeah. but the other thing is you could do something interesting with him where he survived this and it makes him more radicalized yeah like jaded and radicalized and people think and he could um join up with the partisans sarcarera and all them which is interesting. I think it depends on how they're going to use it for cat. Like, if this is going to, if this is the event that pushes Cassian more towards the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. So I think if it if it isn't, belief. then the uh, manifesto. What's his name? Nemec. 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 He'll if if it's not for Cassian, Nemec will become with Sagarera. But I think if it's, if this is for Cassian, and we'll obviously see it, then he'll have to die because it's like, all right, well, this kid died. He was down for it. Mm. Maybe I got to be down for it. Yeah. Because he was the most like. Because remember when he when he reveals it, he's he's the one who's most hurt. Because he has that moment, he's like, "Oh, Cassian, like this is what I think." And he was the one last week who was like, "I see it in him. He's he's believed in the cause. I I I believe that he's invested. I want to believe." And yeah, it turns out to not be true. Yeah, and he's like, "What? You're he's like, you don't believe? You're like, why do I fucking have to?" That's interesting too. Is that he can't even like lie well, right? When they're like, "What do you believe in, Cassian?" And he's like, "I I I'm I'm against the Empire. That's all I know." <laughs> and it's like you can't you can't even come up with anything there. Which is interesting because and Sars explained again pointed this out in his review of it is like, you know, in, in the first couple episodes there he had this whole thing of all to belong in the Empire you just have to act like you belong. They don't yeah. even suspect you. You just walk in like you belong, and, and no one will think anything of it. And now here he's with the rebels who he should in truth be much more like aligned with. 
And he's like this outside who can't like convince them that he belongs, yeah, right? Which is interesting. Because it's, it's all about being fake with the Empire. Yeah. Like, and with these guys, they actually... Are genuine. Which is cool. He's like, I don't like emotion. Um, it's a real dentist. I don't feel... But thing. they all commit anyway. So they're like, you know what? We're doing it. We're down for the cause. We're going oh, yeah. to go after it. Um, they signal him and then it's it's on, baby. So oh, yeah. next week, I got to imagine it's the... Unlike it's Donkey the Kong. Heist, which is cool. And it's... um. I think I think it was also on some video. Star Wars Explained said this, and I I really agree. It's like this is a genuine like heist, um, like story playing out, in that they did the planning and the stages, and we have the roles and all that. Like it's it's very heisty. Oh yeah. Um, which is just cool because like you know this presenter is like oh this is the spy thing. Um, and there's definitely those elements of course so far, but like this is a genuine little heist story in the middle yeah. here. Dan Harmon would hate it. He hates heist. Apparently. Um, but it's just funny because and he pointed out that like. Solo and Rogue One were both kind of marketed as heist movies. This is much more heisty than either of those in the oh, sense yeah. that it's, again, it's genuinely got, like, the roles and the build-up and the planning, and, and then the they're going to carry out a heist. The like, last-minute breach of faith. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, all of it. It's probably going to have someone go down because, again, that's Cassian's whole whole role there. Um, And, and the plan's not going to go according to plan. It's going to be there. Whereas, like, yeah, Rogue One and Solo, I mean, God love them, but those aren't really heist movies. They just kind of show up and do what they got to do. And then get out. Yeah, there's no planning, there's no roles as much. So I and yeah, it's it's true. Like this is genuinely a little bit of a, a little Ocean's Eleven right in the middle of this. Oh which yeah, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. So be cool. We'll do it next week. I'm excited. So it's it's clearly following a bit of a pattern here, and I, apparently people are complaining that this week again is kind of like light on the on the action and the and the stuff. So that's what people are saying, and I think there's really, probably really some truth to it. Is that if you're really bothered by that, just going forward, it might you might people might be better off actually just digesting this in the three episode chunks like we did the first time but yeah. obviously you just gotta wait now um i mean i'm i'm perfectly happy to, to keep doing do it. it like this and yeah. the show but i could totally see that is that like because i imagine next week if anything it's going to be like quite action heavy oh yeah to just the wall, level walls balls to wall yeah at the at the you know expense of some probably some genuine character stuff as much because it's just going to be they're doing the whole heist and i'm sure they'll be sprinkled in there but you know it kind of it does it is a little like haphazard with the pacing when you do it like this, but I oh, don't yeah. think it works. I think it is kind of cool that if, if they could, if they commit to this all the way through and there is these three episode arcs that are really kind of tied together well, that it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of little movies throughout the season, which is cool. You know, it's got, it's, it's somewhere between like a truly episodic or like a, uh, really, um, what's the, what's the opposite of that? Serialized. Serialized format. Yeah. It's somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. there, which is kind of fun. So, all right. Mm-hmm. I can attack. Yeah. I can attack out of this into, we'll do, Trailer Trash or News Roundup? We'll do News Roundup at the end. It's really quick. Sure. Uh, so we'll do Trailer Trash, Trailer Cash. We have two. We have new Black Panther trailer, and we have Last of Us trailer. So, so Black Panther. Black Panther 2. Well, kind of forever. forever. New, I think this is the, is this the, the trailer? Because I think the last one was probably a teaser. teaser. This is like a real trailer. So this, we'll just, let's just get right up ahead of it, because this is going to be most of the discussion. This movie's going to, what do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be tribute, or is it going to be goofy Marvel lore? Because they can't do both. <laughs> or I think they're gonna try. I think Ooh, they're gonna do it's best. not gonna work. They're gonna stumble and fall. I, mean, I don't know. Like so, this the last this one and the last one uh, seem to be portraying this as kind of more serious than some of the other Marvel fare. But trailers can be deceiving in that way. Yeah, and and we could get in and it's just kind of mostly more of the same. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's so tough. It's really going to be a tough one. And obviously, when we actually see it and like do our whatever review of it, it's, we'll get into this. But it's like they really were. They had an impossible task with this one. There's no doubt. Yeah. So, it, Unenviable. I don't know. 
absolutely and like i i was kind of one of the people who always said like they could recast and stuff i think i probably said that on the show here but like I saw someone pointed out a, a perspective that I hadn't fully appreciated on it before, which is like, but the people who were working on this movie, they knew him, right? Yeah. Like, it's easy for us, to, for me to say, like, oh, they should have just, they could have just recast him and just continue, like, at least kept the character around for people to enjoy. But it's like, yeah, but the people working on this movie knew him personally yeah. and work with him and were friends with him. So expecting them to just replace the actor and pretend like nothing happened, like, that's not fair. And I get that for sure. So, again, it's just, it's an impossible all they had here so Mm -hmm. you know they had to take whatever thing they had with namor and stuff and now roll in with this and and roll with that and and change up the plot so that it heavily features that but i don't know i I think there's still going to be its fair share goofy stuff and i think that's probably okay i don't think this necessarily needs to be a super dark and heavy movie yeah all the way through i don't think that's really what anyone would expect or want of it anyways so no we're talking about i am i really am i'm super curious as to how how they are going to present um, T'Challa's death in universe, like what yeah. that's going to be about. What he dies from. Yeah, because it could be. Because like we talked about um, United here off, off the show, is like T'Challa's a real badass in the universe. So like yeah, the he... fact that he would die just off screen, I mean, I don't know. Do you think there's any chance that they could actually somehow create a like an on-screen death for him? Possibly. It's, it's very possible they could. and They probably could like body double well, I mean, if we're being honest, right, most of the time he's in the suit. Yeah. Well, that's body... a lot of just... Yeah just cgi character yeah. i think so you just kind of make a death scene for him he just dies on a mission but i don't know if that's worse i, I think that poorly done that certainly could be worse like than very just, tasteful yeah tasteless yeah I yeah say. just just do it off screen probably just be like and he's gone and that's very i sp- think probably the answer and the thing they will go with is just not directly ever say yeah just be like right. and he's gone it's not really yeah it's probably not essential but as far as what we actually get in this trailer so we get a lot more of um What's happening? Atlantis and what's going on. So, um, based off some of the dialogue, it's basically that because T'Challa's passed and they've lost their king and their Black Panther, that now their enemies see them as vulnerable, one of which being Atlantis, for whatever reason, which uh, that's still not clear to me. Yeah. Obviously, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll watch to find out. What exactly their beef is. But now that he's gone, they think that Wakanda is um, is easier picking, basically. Yeah. They're gonna go to war. It's gonna be a big war, basically. I think I think Atlantis looks cool. I like Namor's shark, like big megalodon mouth throne. That's super cool. I think all like the weird hammerhead blue Avatar Atlantis people look neat. Uh, they Mbaku has a speech part where he call. They say they call him Kakalkan, which is a Mayan deity, I believe, if I'm correct. That's very much the aesthetic they yeah, have going on. Of it's course. like he's a he's the wind serpent. He's like it's a, very cool. I think it's. I don't know if we talked about it last when we did the last trailer, but like. It's interesting. It's, it's definitely a way to differentiate themselves from yeah, like more traditional like Aquaman, Aquaman portrayal. Which what are you gonna do? I mean, there's no they again. It's just one of those things where they just beat you to it. Even though yeah. t- I think I think Namor's another one where Namor's first. Yeah, he's like 40s. I think Aquaman's pulled out ahead in, in that race. Even though Aquaman sucks, just as like a movie or no a character. I mean, no, the movie's great. The movie's like probably the one of the best movies I think ever made. Um, like you know, if you really look at it like a cinema wise, you don't like Aquaman as like a character. No, I think I think he's like cringe and stupid. Like he's, I'm gonna flip flop with you there, and that's you know that's the that movie's pretty horrible. Um, horrible. It's, it's like it's genuinely bad. Genuinely, oh, no. I think so. <laughs> sorry. Um, no offense, Jason Momoa, but but he married Zoe Kravitz's mom. <laughs> that's right, he did do that. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe. a couple of de- look at that. De- keeping the DC in the family isn't that nice? Keeping the DC in Catwoman's married. Aquaman married Catwoman's mom. Um, Batman, Aquaman's stepson or son-in-law? Wild, something like that. Something like that. 
Um, what are we talking about? What's going on? But yeah, I don't think that movie's very good. But I also think that like the whole Aquaman's cringe thing is pretty overdone at this point, right? It's kind yeah. of a, just a meme. Which also, and I like I do like the more recent trying to, which is a thing we've talked about with like the whole cycle of comic book creators, where some people are like Aquaman's dumb and goofy, isn't he? And then someone gets hold of it, it's like he was my favorite when I was a kid. Aquaman's a badass, don't you know? Um, where people have done interesting stuff with him. Yeah, like he's. I mean, he, listen, he is actually super strong and like yeah, he's bulletproof, or whatever, in the way Superman is, and he's cool and he's he's sweet. He just doesn't happen to be the other Justice League members. I want to say it's a Grant Morrison run, maybe of Justice League. Where some aliens show up and they're like beating all the rest of the Justice League, but then Aquaman like some bunch of sharks gets them because they have like fish fish in them somehow. Like the, oh, yeah. the aliens have like a bit of fish DNA in them or whatever. Somehow I don't even know how that would, but it's something to that yeah. effect I think. And so he he gets them. He's able to beat them with like his there's a fish psychic. There's like a kind of a meta comic. I don't remember who wrote it. So it was, I think it's like a New Fifty Two something. Huh. Where it's an Aquaman one and. It starts with a bank robbery, and they're yeah, yeah. driving out, and he's, they're like, Aquaman, he's not going to stop us. And they get beat, and the cop's like, I can't believe we guys showed up by Aquaman. And everyone's just kind of shits on him. Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, the same it, one? No, it's not the same one, but that's, just, that's it's, the other one I was thinking of. Oh, then, yeah, and then he goes to the like fish restaurant. I was going like, to yeah. see, yeah. And they're like, he's like, I don't, they're my friends. They're dumb animals. Like, guys, I just want to eat food. He's, yeah, he's eating fish, and they're like, oh, my God, you can do that. It's like, what do you think all the Atlanteans eat? But underwater city, yeah, they're like they're, they're stupid fish. I don't, they're not my friends. Like I can eat them. Then he, yeah, then that guy's yeah. hassling him. I think that's funny. Um, but, he's, but yeah, you got to diff- because they beat they beat Marvel to punch on that one. They got to differentiate. So again, I think that's a cool way to do it. Um, he seems cool and all. I mean, they've they've. I'm I'm very glad they committed to the winged feet. Oh yeah, he's just little winged feet are just fluttering like a, while he flies around. But a dragonfly. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I wonder how much they'll get into um him being a mutant. Apparently, well, he's confirmed to be a mutant. Oh, well, that's there what you I've go. seen. Because he's the first mutant. I was gonna say he's like the, he was like the first first mutant. Yeah. Um. Af- since Namor, there've been like hundreds. It's like it's like Pokemon. Like, is it Mew? Is it Rhydon? I feel, well, I feel like what it is. Okay, so he's Marvel's first mutant. I think he was the first character they ever created who turned out to be a mutant. Yeah. Um. It's it's kind of probably what they mean as first mutant. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um. But I think also there's probably a period where he was like the oldest mutant, but now they've because of Apocalypse and yeah. Celine, I think is the other one and stuff. That's it's not even worth thinking about. But that's cool. I mean, because we know we know Ms. Marvel is, we know he is. Or is it, who else is coming up? That Ursa Major guy from is Black Widow. I think he's confirmed to be. Oh a mutant. yeah, that was a, that was a thing. Some some more significant though. I was thinking that we had on the in the pipeline here who was like. I don't yeah, I don't know. I can't think of it. Um, it's not worth. It's not. I point. know the the actor who plays um, Namor, whose name I can't, we don't know or remember. Yeah. Uh, he had a comment about like, oh yeah, Namor is like maybe he's not a villain. Maybe he's like a hero or anti-hero. So everyone's like, all right, well, who's who's highly gonna Kong versus Godzilla? This. Well, that's the who's the mecha Godzilla? Yeah. I mean, that is kind of the question here people are thinking dr doom and i go fuck dr doom there's no it's dr doom that'd be a weird one yeah, why, why would he be that. in black panther they're gonna do fantastic four that's like their guy let dr well, no that's that's kind of the the King. cliche at this point i don't know you know what I mean? like that's that's the way these stories always go yeah. that's sort of the trope at this stage the two good ones fight and then he's namor is ostensibly a superhero yeah He's on the side of good, so whatever. There's gonna be someone pulling the strings and forcing him manipulating events, and then the truth will come to light, and they, and like, they actually, they'll beat them up together. They'll do a handshake and be like, "You're we're brothers." Or Namor something. and Black Panther will beat up yeah. whoever together. Apparently, <laughs> so. uh, who, who's Black Panther? Who, who, who? Apparently, it's not who we think it is, unless you look at the Lego sets. 
Uh, how could it be? How could it not be who we think it is? Because the actress said it. A Marvel, a Marvel oh, actor, actress. She just lied. So she, yeah, she lied to like the I'm American people. I'm pretty sure it's very the one we. It's exactly the one we think. Because we is. saw the Lego sets. We saw the Lego sets. Who else would it be though? As well. And Baku. Would it, I mean, it's a girl, like so. It's a woman, right? Because it's like she's very feminine looking in the, yeah. in the frame. But then it's like, well, it's only. It's. I mean, so I guess it's could. It could be any of the women in the movie. But it's like it's, it's like on. four of them. Four ones who like have big roles. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not gonna be his mom. His mom's standing next to him. Yeah. It might be his old girlfriend spy lady. Doubt it. Or it could be his super smart sister who built the damn thing. Probably just that. Probably just that. that one. Wait, so we uh. You also see Ironheart in this one. That's, That's fun. Cool. She get a cool suit. That's fun. It's just a, and it's a pretty legit one. Yeah. Um, I, I was expecting more of like a cobbled together or something, but I, I mean, not that, that's not how Ironheart looks in the comic necessarily. But I just that's I don't know. Like the MCU, look. I feel like that's the route they would go. But I think they're. I think she's gonna have um multiple versions in this, like a Mark One and a Mark Two. That's so, cool. She gets she's a very Iron Man thing, so that'll she be. She's got fun. the Wakanda text, so she's like, time. Yeah, I don't know. How do we think she's gonna factor into this? Maybe she'll just be. Maybe it'll be like. Uh, she's like part of some program. Well, because they have those, they set up at the end of Black Panther. They're gonna get, those like outreach programs. Yeah. Right? So it's I think yeah, that's a good. She'd be like, you're case. you're working with me because you're like super smart. She'll, she'll be at the one in Oakland or something. Yeah. And it'll be like you know you're pretty cool. You want you want to come back to Wakanda with us and kick it, build weapons of war in this war we're about to do. Yeah. With war <laughs> with Atlantis. With so. who? Don't worry about it. Just build me a big bomb. Do with Tony Stark and learn or something. Yeah. You're gonna get your show later, so don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about it. It'll be cool. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Anything in particular then? No. Just you want to touch on? All right, then we get. You know, what we gotta do. Yeah. Uh, trailer. Tra- my trailer. My trailer. Cash is Riri Williams in the in the Iron Man suit. I That's a good fun. one. We even get the, like the HUD. Yeah. She's, she's in the black void and she's yeah. got the HUD in front of her. Fun. Classic. Right, was your trash up for that? Uh my trash would be. Uh we haven't seen the the token white guys. That's true. We haven't seen them yet. Where are they? No, none of the Tolkien white guys. Well, one of them's one of them's dead. He's not coming back. But they give his head. We get brought, we got him back as a little robot. Unless I miss it. Unless I missed him, he's not in this one, is he? No, I don't think Martin so. Freeman. I don't think. At least oh, not no, no. Him. I'm thinking Martin Freeman's in Secret Invasion. He's not in this. I don't think he's not in this. Well, I don't know if he's not. Okay, he was in the trailer. That's say. what I mean. Yeah, yeah so. he's definitely gonna be. He's in definitely this. in Secret. Invasion. That's true. Maybe he had to. Maybe it's one. Just one or the other. Uh, see, my trailer cash. Uh, big megalodon jaw. It's pretty good. My yeah. big shark. We talked about megalodon a couple times in the show and the in the science corners. Trailer trash. Uh, no Doctor Doom? Question mark. Yeah, what the fuck? Where's Mark. no? Where's my Doctor Doom? Even you're really not gonna put Doctor Doom in the I trailer? Swear to God, if I hear another motherfucker, any of you listeners, oh, you know what it is? Unironically think that Doctor Doom is an Avengers level threat? Get out! I don't want to hear from you. He's, he's not. He's been. He's been at times. Here's yeah, the thing. Not you know what you gotta remember. You know what we we are we could all do with remembering a little bit more often is like comic book logic is in, is incredibly fluid. Oh yeah. There's nothing rigid about any of this bullshit. It's fucking nonsense. It's stupid. Comics are stupid. Doctor Doom can be like can literally be, be like a world ender threat, or like a cringe, or just a you cringe can lord. Just, like Squirrel Girl can beat him up in one issue, yeah. as as the needs arise. Or okay? he's just like a less good Doctor Strange. It's all yeah. He's rogue at magic sometimes, or he's just technology. He's just he's he's like an Iron Man or like a Doctor Strange, depending on the, the depending needs if he wants of the to fuck one man one of Maximoff. <laughs> That's that's really all it comes down to, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not so we could all do with remember that a little, I think. Is that like comics sometimes people want to treat comics and Star Wars and all this shit we talk about like it's got these hard power rankings and this and that. It's like scaling. Well, if you look at a scaling, he... it just doesn't work like that in in reality, so. Yeah. Also honorable mention to um the the wingy feet. That's true. Honorable mention. Well, well 
All right, and then the other trailer we watched was just a teaser, really. To uh, The Last of Us. For The Last of Us, HBO show. Which, I mean, it looks cool. I think it looks good. Pedro Pascal looks fun. The tone, I don't know if it looks fun, but... <laughs> well, fun and, like, oh, cool yeah. to watch. If not fun as in... this. Well, he's doing another thing. T- he's doing a genre thing where he's he's got to be the found father to a, a wayward child. So that's yeah. tough. Good for him. He's, he's just everyone's dad, isn't he? God bless him. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> I had to become a wayward child. Um, but yeah, it looks like they got the tone down pretty well. It looks suitably grim and bleak and apocalyptic-y. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is, again, this is just a bit of a teaser. I'm just not a ton. What is your, what is your experience with The Last of Us? Uh, I know the basic premise. I know what happens in the second game. Yeah, okay. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. I've seen, I have, I've seen like full, full let's plays of, of both of them. So I'm pretty, I think I got the story down all right. I know they, go, I know um, they see a giraffe. They do see. There's a giraffe. They're gonna probably put the giraffe in there. I don't. God, they better. They better have the giraffe. Giraffes are sick. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I, it's a sweet. It, it's a cool story. I don't know. I I said while we were watching, I'm just I'm curious, and I'm, we'll have a better sense of where that all is when obviously this show actually comes out. But like they could, I think, do the whole season in the whole, or the whole first game in one season if they wanted. Um, then they could probably do two seasons of it if they wanted. Like you know, it's one of those things. Um, but. At any rate, I got to imagine that this show, even with the rate shows are coming out nowadays um, in the production cycle on these television shows, I think with all the with the, the way the world has been the past couple of years, I think it still just takes longer um, than it once did. Um, I still at that rate, they're going to easily outpace any new content from the show or yeah. from the games. I meant to say, sorry. Um, so I don't know if they're just going to do like two, three, four maybe four seasons of it and be done or what i mean shit maybe the rate four seasons they might have the the next sequel but still Hmm. i think at some point the show would have to outpace the the game so i don't know it's interesting i'm just curious to see where they go with that yeah they have the main writer is seemingly involved on some level um with this show so it could be like a george r R. martin game of thrones type situation where when the show is on track to outpace it, he'd just be like, yeah, this is what happens. We're going to do some new content. But I don't know. It's also the second game involves a bit of a time jump. Yeah. Which would be hard to execute with, you know, real life actors for how, how are you going to make Ellie older? I mean, it's also, it's it's not so huge of a time jump that I suppose it would be impossible, but it's just a consideration. And then obviously something else happens in the in the second game that would disrupt the to cast and stuff a little bit yeah. so i don't know how they're i don't know if they have any, any intention even to do that i mean it could just be on the story. first game and just kind of be done with it yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see but yeah again not a ton of specifics i guess we see um, the like clickers oh yeah we see we see a clicker they kind of i feel like they're intentionally kind of uh obscured yeah a little bit right we just kind of see the one mostly we don't actually get a good look at a lot of it and again like the last of us is your classic zombie um thing where the zombies aren't really the threat are they no it's the people it's the people Jack. the men in trucks so it's the men with the trucks yeah so um looks cool we see the, the actor for tests and that whole scenario we see the actor for the character i can't remember who's a firefly i think um so cool lots of stuff oh um nick offerman is bill who's like kind of a crazy prepper guy living out on his own very nice we see him he's doing all right so my trailer trash is going to be uh, we don't see any tommy Who's Jill's brother? Who is um? What's his name? I'll pull it up in a second. But we know him. He's he's another. He's the guy who played Ghost Rider in uh, Agents of the Shield. Oh, I don't know that. I was gonna say Nick Cage. He played Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, not not Nick Cage. Damn. 
Nick Cage is not Pedro Pascal's brother in uh, in this show. What a shame. They never did that movie together. They should be buddy buddy. Which movie? The Unbearable Weight of oh, Massive they did. Talent. That was the two. That's a, that's a very good point, Jake. It was a good movie. I enjoyed wow. it. Are you saw it? I did see it. Man. I didn't see that one yet. Wow. What yeah, a, how know. the tables have turned, huh? Now I'll put that on the list. Gabriel Luna is his name. I want. I was literally like, I couldn't get Diego Luna out of my head, but I'm like, it's obviously not Diego <laughs> Luna. It's Diego Luna. He's in everything? That's why it's Diego. It's Gabriel Luna. He has the same last name. Um, But yeah, so he he's playing Tommy, and we didn't see any Tommy. That's my that's my trash. I like it. Trailer Cash. Fucking, oh, I don't know. Pedro Pascal's in it. I like him. He's all right. Trailer Trash. Uh, zombies don't eat. The fungal zombies don't eat anybody. I want to see someone get ripped apart horribly by a monster. That's all right, yeah. My cash will be that I, they are doing the scene from like the first. The, they seem to have pretty faithfully recreated the opening scene, basically of the game, where they're like driving down Main Street and shit's just going crazy. Oh, it's and that's cool. Apocalypse start. Yeah, the apocalypse start, which is fun. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm really, I'm fascinated to see how this goes because, like, like I said, I've only experienced this game through Let's Plays, but I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it because it's very much one of those games that's like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to speak authoritatively because having not played it, but. It, from my perspective, I feel like I got a, a lot of the experience just by watching it because it is a narrative-heavy game, and it's there's a lot of cutscenes and dialogue and all that stuff where it's like I feel like you get a pretty good handle on it just by watching it. So, yeah, be that as it is, it's interesting to see how they're going to adapt this because it's like on the one hand, as a narrative-heavy game like that, you know, it's got a pretty straight-up story to just adapt right over. Um, but at the same time, it's like if you do that, what's the point? You know, are they how faithful are they going to be? If you don't change anything, is it even worth doing? Yeah. But, like, what do you change? I don't know. People like it a lot, so it's like, do you need to change a ton? I don't know. I'm fascinated to see how, how this goes. Because a lot of video game adaptations are kind of like, well, you take the vague premise of the thing, and you try to construct a movie around it, which is usually the hard part. Mm. <laughs> because a lot of video games aren't as focused on story. So what do you even do? Exactly. So this is this is kind of the opposite. I'm interested to see how it goes again. And, like... Like I said, how they're going to do the, the the later seasons and stuff. So it'll be cool. We'll talk about it when it comes out, I'm sure. I think so. It. So let's take a second out of that into our final little news roundup of Marvel. We've got a couple things to talk about. Yeah, we've got a couple things that have happened in the past couple of weeks, so we didn't have a chance otherwise. And I'm like, well, we got a ha- handful of them together. We may as well just touch so, on them. I'll probably do the first one. Uh, should we do the Wolf? I think we do the Wolverine Deadpool one first because we kind of touched on it last. Yeah, we week. did. We mentioned it very briefly, but we're only we about forty-five really... seconds, so we determined that was enough. Not enough time. We didn't get into it. So yeah, Hugh Jackman is returning yes. to the role of Wolverine in Deadpool three, um, which is like so. Like okay, I want to talk about this. So a lot of people saying that like Deadpool is Deadpool three is going to be in the MCU. Is that is that strictly true, or is it just being made by Marvel Studios? I think it's just being made by Marvel Studios. Because I don't know that those are necessarily the same thing. No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, it remains to be seen, of course, but... I don't think that Deadpool is going to show up in Secret Wars in, in, in any way that counts. You know what I mean? What does that mean? I mean, like, he's not going to be like... There's going to be like a superhero team, and then Deadpool's going to be like, I'm here at the end, it's me, Ryan Reynolds. Oop, wasn't this crazy? Kang's here. And then he's going to fuck off. Like, I don't think he's going to be like on the team, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, probably not. He's not that kind of character. He's too, especially. Uh, okay, but again, like we just talked about, you you can alter Deadpool to fit the needs of your story. I guess, but I feel like I feel like Deadpool doesn't alter as much as the other ones do, though. No, you know but I mean? he doesn't have to be full over the top. Like you can definitely do, like so. Like Deadpool has been on um, X Force teams. In I guess the past, that's true. Which is like the dark, gritty special forces, the CIA you know, of wet work. X-Men team. Yeah, the CIA yeah. of the X-Men. Um, and he can fit into that role when, when need arises. Um, so I don't know. I, I I would I would think he could be there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, 
if Secret Wars is what everyone thinks it's going to be, which is just every every Marvel character from any Marvel movie ever, then like I think he could he could have a place in there. Although I do think people are with all the with some of the shit I've already seen, people theorizing for that movie, they're kind of setting themselves up for disappointment. Some disappointment. Like I don't know if all the Spider Men are going to be in it again. I don't know if they're going to go back to that well. Like no. I don't know if we're going to have all of the Spider-Man and all of the X. And, uh, well, we're going to have Sophie Turner and uh, Famke Jensen. Oh, I, I, uh, what's, what's she called? What's she called? Ms. <laughs> Marvel? Um, oh, Jean Grey? Uh, yeah. It's like, I don't know if we're going to have all that. I don't know if we're going to have both both actors for Cyclops and and both actors, all of the Fantastic Four actors. I don't think we're going to get the new mutants. They're not going to... No new mutants. I don't think Taylor Joy is going to show up as magic. I don't They're know. not going to have... They're gonna have Macy Williams no, show up. I don't think they're gonna have a Game of oh Thrones reunion. Gosh. A Black Knight, uh, Sophie Turner, <laughs> Jane Grey. Oh my god, that's a, that would all. Yeah, it is a big Who, Game of Thrones reunion. Whoever she all is, the Starks. New, I don't even know who she is in New Mutants. Who is she in New Mutants? Um, she Cannonball. She's Wolfsbane. Oh, Wolfsbane. I don't even know who Wolfsbane is. She turns into a wolf. That's oh, an answered. Who, who's the weird, gross tech guy? Is he in that movie? The guy who's like black and yellow, and he's just a weird tech man. Oh, I don't think so. No, I think he's, he's weird. weird. I don't know about him. Why is he a tech man? Is he, know, is, he just, is he cursed to be a tech man? Because the X Men are bizarre. X- sometimes being a being a mutant just means like, ooh, look at I'm I have like prehensile toes and I'm big and strong. And, and then yeah, I make myself blue accidentally. Yeah. Um. And then sometimes being an X Man is like tech man. I'm a weird I'm a weird skeleton floating in a big jelly man. Yeah, and I'll burn you with the jelly. Or I'm what a is bir- that? I'm a bird monster. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like I have weird feathery bird wings sprouted out my back, and then sometimes it's like. I can shapeshift in anything. What? What? That's I, a mutant power? I make you... In, I'm intangible. You know. What? You know. Sometimes it's like... I have like bones that can grow out of me and like spiky. That's kind of cool. That's... That, you're like, oh, that's kind of... That's vaguely organic and, and, and animal-like. And then sometimes it's like, I can turn into a diamond. It's like, My eyes are portals to a dimension, dimension of, of, pure, <laughs> of pure energy. How do you like that? My dad's Satan. That I mean, no, it's What's not that, So thing. how's that related? How's, how's that tie in? Or is that just... Okay. So are you half Satan or a mutant? No. Don't worry about it, huh? Or is your dad is your Satan demon dad? He's he's just also a mutant. How's that? How does that work? How many Satans are there? Is he Mephisto? It's comics are stupid. Comics are kind of dumb sometimes, so don't worry about it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so all of that was I don't know. We got it. <laughs> I, I was like, what ta- I really was like, wait, why? How do we get right here? off a of Deadpool? But I just want to say, like, I think that's cool. I'm excited for, for yeah. I her, think it'll be him fun. to return. Um, he's hyped up a lot. How Logan was the last one, and now he's back anyways. So I don't know. That's but I, I think it's fine. I spelled his name right in that check. I That's see, true. I've seen a couple of memes where it's like, I've never seen him be so happy about anything. They must have really backed up the money truck for this guy. Well, like I said last week, he's already working out. And he's like, yeah, I've seen a picture where he's like broad smile. While he's just really pumping <laughs> he's iron. He's thinking about those, like, those zeros. He I'm must be. But I also think he would enjoy this. I think he likes being Wolverine. I think it's I don't like think a fun Wolverine. Well, I don't think he would have done it as long as he did if he didn't enjoy it. Yeah. He seems to be a genuine friend with ryan reynolds i mean you never know what these people listen i'm always cautious of all the celebrities okay i'm sure there's people out there who are like but ryan reynolds is one of the real see you don't know anything about him all right i don't know that yeah. man i don't know either from he's from everything he does is a commercial for a thing he owns i don't know them from adam or whatever they say but they seem to have a genuine rapport with each other and they probably enjoy it and it's like if you're an actor and your buddies with an actor it's like Shit, why don't we just make a movie where we just get to hang out and do, do, our, do our work and make billions and millions of dollars for about four months at work and it'll be sweet. Yeah. Get a new house for ourselves. Um I'm a big but yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I I really like those X Men movies in a lot of ways. Like they hold a special a 
a special place in like my heart. Like the first mar- like Marvel movies I ever watched. Yeah, me too. That's what I was going to say great on movies, the show man. here. So, like, they got me into the... I mean, obviously, the early MCU had a big part of it, a hand in that as well. But, like, yeah, those those first those, three X-Men movies are, like, the first... Same Raimi Spider-Man. Those, yeah, yeah. They're kind of the same thing. But I think I would feel like the X-Men had a bigger effect on me. Because that's what, that's what makes me such... That's made me such an X-Men. I love an X-Men. X-Men. Oh, yeah. An, an, an X-Man? <laughs> A bit of, I'm a bit of an X Man, Jack. Bit I've said an... before that like the X Men are my fav- my go to comics that I've always read. I've read. How to go wrong? Yeah, there's like a big area. There's like a, a good eh, like a ten year span where I've read a lot of the X Men comics just because um they're my, they're kind of my go to. I'm a big fan, and it's because of that. And so, yeah. and yeah, obviously Hugh Jackman's a massive part of that. Yeah. So I think it'll be cool to see him return. I think a cool outcome of this is that he will probably get the yellow suit, some kind of genuine crack at like an actual Wolverine costume of some kind which yeah. he never really got in his his long storied tenure as Wolverine so they like tease at the end of the Wolverine movie when he fights Silver Samurai I think something like that could be cool I think that'd be cool the one hell? they present like I don't think it's gonna be fully what people I've seen mock-ups where they're like oh they're gonna go full comic accurate for it. I was like I don't think so like so just she- in the same way that Deadpool's costume is very has the spirit of the comic costume but if we're being honest it's not so none of the none of the militant. movie ones are truly yeah. But people love saying that of like oh it's dead onto the but it's like well no because comic book costumes are always more simple they're always less textured they're always just kind of like three colored and and because they're comic booky I mean it is what it is but yeah I think it's gonna be some variation on that a lot of people are like oh they're gonna do the classic one and I was like I don't think they're gonna do like the blue underpants on the outside one no but I think they could do something real close to his modern incarnation which is yellow and black and blue. Yeah, for sure. That's a melon smaller. Or maybe I the brown one, like the more. They could do the brown one. I also think I wouldn't even be mad if it was just black and yellow mostly, which is like the aesthetic that the X Men have in the Deadpool movies thus yeah. far. Like that's what um, Megasonic Teenage Warhead has. It's kind of a black and yellow, and it kind of fits with like the first class um, suits they got. X Men Dark Phoenix costumes. They all have kind of black and yellow general getup. So I think as long as you give Wolverine the his mask thingy. I think you can pretty much get away with that. Oh, yeah. If you just want to do black and yellow. So, it should be cool. It's going to come out next year. Is it or really? 24. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's 24. Is it? I think it's September 6th. All right. Next bullet point. I got... um, Did you see that they're um, supposedly Marvel... This is a rumor or whatever, but Marvel was interested in having Harrison Ford. Yes. uh, Thunderbolt Thunderbolt Ross for the... What are they called? Uh, Thunderbolts. (laughs) The Thunderbolts. I've heard that. I also heard that Kathleen Kennedy shut it down. Kevin Kennedy shut it down? Yeah, it was like, you don't get him, he's mine. I'm like, you killed him. <laughs> he's going to be in Indiana Jones until he's dead. That's what it is. got to focus on Indiana Jones or something. That's what I've heard. I don't... But again, that's... <laughs> I think that's all... Can, I don't know how... I didn't look into this quote I yeah. saw on Instagram, so... The timeline of that doesn't sound right either, but... Yeah, I th- I would be shocked, because Terrence Ford hates everything he's in. So, okay, so I've seen a lot of people going with that route of basically like, oh, Harrison Ford's everything, you'd never do it. And and some people even kind of going out the route of like, oh, but don't don't put Harrison Ford in your dumb Marvel cape shit or whatever. He's too, he's just, he's an esteemed actor. And well, I was like, that's guys, way too I think far. that's a bit of revisionist history because I yes. think you'll find if you're honest with yourself that Harrison Ford will be <laughs> in anything and has been in anything. That's true. He's not that picky. If we're actually, if you actually look at his filmography, he fought a guy on a plane. He's great. Well, no, that's that's a very good movie. That's going but it's saying he they did like big action movies. He hasn't done like art films. Wait, do you mean were you talking about uh, Air Force One? Yeah, when he says get off my plane. Oh, I thought you plane. okay. I thought you were talking about Indiana Jones. I was like, well, no, no, no. Okay. I was just talking about like I just yeah, meant yeah. like he's, no, like, he's in a ton of shit like that. Don't do don't do his cape shit. I'm like, so again, some of it's very good. Like the Fugitive is like 
both was both a big blockbuster and also a quite good movie. But then, yeah, he's been in a lot of just shit. He'll just be in movies. He was in Ender's Game. Like, who gives a shit about he that? He was in right? Ender's Game. Like, what the fuck? So, he'll, it's not like he won't be in a movie if they pay him money. It'd be hilarious if he was Red Hulk. He's also very old, though. Yeah, he is. So, he I honestly don't... Planes. I can't see him ever doing more than one of these anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. Like, he's a, he's a bigger name than... Um, gosh. Now I feel like an asshole. I can't even remember. Who, who did they have him as before? I couldn't tell you. Um, I'll bring it up here. But the thing about it is that the, the guy they've had as as um thunderbolt ross for the entirety of the mcu right he passed a couple years ago yeah so wasn't like last year it could have been um and it's it's just it does strike me as a little bit weird to uh replace him with a ostensibly more famous yeah i I suppose yeah an older actor um that seems a little strange william hurt was his name Hmm. so how many oh no it was just it was just this year actually jeez sorry wow sorry william hurt yeah he passed um March of this year. So oh. he was born in 1950. He was born in 42. Yeah. Eight years older than him. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Harris Ford's 80 now. Like, He's 80? Yeah, that's oh quite old. Good. And like, so like I said, I can't imagine him doing... If anything, it's not just... It's not going to be because he's like too good for Marvel. It's just going to be because he doesn't want to be in movies pretty much at all anymore, which also very understandable. He's a, a so, man of his age. He should be not doing anything. I Yeah, I can't really argue with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, People have also said they could get Sam Elliott. Um, who was apparently Thunderbolt Ross in the Hulk movie? Oh yeah, from whatever early two thousands it was. Early two thousands. No, not the Incredible Hulk. Oh, like the, literally the, the Hulk. It's called Hulk. the Hulk, the Sing- the Ang Lee one. Um, okay. But he's also seventy eight, to be fair. So you gotta that's, gotta be shooting younger. That's got to leverage that against it. But I also think he's got the look a little bit more because he's famous. He always has rocking a mustache. Harrison Ford. I don't know how he'd look with a a mustache. I don't know. I, know. I feel like he look. I feel like he look like he's hiding from the law. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm this. I'm Thunderbolt Ross. Let me smooth yeah. this out. So, I don't know. Just an interesting little tidbit, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think he will be. He's again, Probably not. 80 years old. Too much. Probably not. So let's move on to the Blade. The, are we on the concerning Blade. Blade news? Sure. We can do Blade. Very Blade was my last I've seen a lot of seen some reports. You know, it's the same guy being like, yeah, the movie, the script has to be rewritten. The director fucked off. And Mahershala Ali's like, this kind of sucks. I don't like this. Yeah, so, like, Mahershala Ali's apparently frustrated. Apparently, the script is 90 pages long. And it only has two action scenes, and so Kevin like, Feige is spread too thin to be involved as much as he'd like. So addressing all those, um, the Kevin Feige one, I would totally just believe. Um, yeah. As much projects that they're cranking out, and having these Marvel shows be like fully, yeah, as as like you know, full on productions as the rest of the movies and stuff, it makes sense. That means he's doing like Double six, time. seven, eight productions a year. It's crazy. I don't know how he could be expected to. So that one I'll totally buy. Um, the other ones, so ninety pages. That's presented as like a bad thing. So that's a, that's only that's that's about that's as long as it should be, I think. So I've always I've always understood it as like about a page a minute. Yeah, that's what I've understood as well. So ninety minutes, and they say there's only two action scenes, and again, like that's a bad thing. I think the other side of that is that like action scenes aren't always in the scripts like that, especially yeah. with Marvel. Like they just kind of film. I've I've read that apparently sometimes the ac- the directors, some of these more um, like the actors who, or the directors about who aren't aren't like super big names or they don't start that way at least um sometimes these guys that they get to just kind of come do a movie for them might not even you know do the action scenes those might get done by like a uh different crew yeah different crew so like i don't know there's there's a lot of at play here behind the scenes that i don't i'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on like the yeah. marvel situation for every movie so like I, but that all seemed compelling to me when i was here and i was like yeah the action scenes aren't necessarily in the script anyways because you don't script yeah. 
action scene like that, the scripting of an action scene isn't going to take up the same amount of time as it would. It's that, that ratio is going to break down for an action scene because sometimes an action scene is literally just like, and then they have this fight or whatever, and, and then so Blade kills up, a vampire. Yeah, and so it takes up no room necessarily in the script, but that could be a ten minute action scene, right? Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know why ninety minutes, if if that's the case, is necessarily a massive flaw to begin yeah. with. Um, and then the the other thing they said about like Mahersha Ali like being frustrated that one was confusing me because the movie wasn't supposed to have even started production yet. So what does Mahersha Ali have to be frustrated about? I mean, not that there's not that he has not involved at all in in the pre production, right? But still, I was just like, that's interesting. So I don't know, I don't know how much how valid it all is. But then apparently, it seems to be almost all but confirmed that they are pushing it back. They're pushing it back, and they did have to get a new director, right? And they're yeah. rewriting the script, maybe. So I, I guess those things are all yeah, probably possible. true, which is unfortunate. Uh, I've probably noticed missing the show a couple of times, and I'm very looking forward to Blade. I think it'll be sick. You know, Marshall is great and killing vampires, big katanas. That's yeah. gonna be sick. Uh, so I really hope. I mean, if they got to rewrite it to make it good, I mean, hey, it's like it's like a rushed game. A rushed a rushed game is bad forever, but you know. A, a delayed game is only bad until it comes out. So same thing with the movie. With with Marvel, the tempo they keep up. For all we know, they, if they do end up delaying it, it they could be, could just be the type of thing where they switch it with another Marvel thing, and so they just flip flop, and we still have the, pretty much the yeah, same amount. We just don't even miss a beat. Exactly. So yeah, it, I I totally agree with that assessment. That like if they need to take the time they should. And I've already seen people writing it off, and it's just oh Marvel sucks, and and Disney's gonna ruin it, and this and that. But it's like okay, if you're if you're the type of guy who's big into the Blade, the Wesley Snipe movie, because you're like, and they're like, they're not gonna be able to do it as good as that, and they're gonna, it's gonna be PG thirteen whitewashed or whatever instead of being R. It's like if you feel that way about all that, then you can, you know, what you can do, just not watch it. You just watch the Wesley Snipe one, which still exists, and it's a very good movie. Like yeah. it is sweet. I, I I do quite enjoy that movie. So I'm not seeing it. I think it's one of the ones I haven't seen. One of the ones you haven't seen? One of the three I haven't seen, I guess, I've played. Aren't they rated R? That's what I'm saying, yeah. I think I, that's why I never watched them. That's probably true. Yeah. I remember I watched it as like a rebellious teen with my with my stepbrother once. I don't think I never... So you watch a movie? I don't you want to watch Blade? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool. I think it was on streaming yet. I think it was sweet, like... One, it's a sweet movie. Um, so yeah, interesting. That's all. I don't know. I don't... Like I said, I don't... Some of that... Some of that stuff I was a little bit skeptical of. Like, I don't feel like this is as, quite as big as you're making it out to be, but... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It, I... Listen, there's been a couple Marvel entries lately that we haven't been blown away by, so I could I could see a scenario where it comes out as kind of a generic whitewash sort of Marvel thing, and you and you don't necessarily do Blade justice. But I also heard again this, and I don't know how I don't know where this stuff comes from, how valid any of it is, but apparently there was they were gonna do a period kind of element to it, where mm. maybe it would take place throughout a couple different time frames because Blade is super old. He's an immortal vampire, kind which. That, to me, is interesting. I was like, that's novel. That's something new and interesting yeah. to do with it. Cause is that, like, you'd have him, apparently, in, like, the 20s, and then maybe the 70s, and then maybe the... Or modern day. Yeah, something to that effect. That'd be cool. Which, I mean, that in and of itself is kind of, um, uh, a, you know, it's certainly not a totally unique plot for, you know, just a movie in general that's kind of been done before at this point. But, but no. still, if, if you... If you did it right it could be cool and that is a way to distinguish it from the wesley snipes one and if again if you're gonna do if you're gonna do something you may as well try to switch it up a little be about it be about it kind of thing so i did werewolf by night that was, that was yeah. pretty good so so that sounded pretty good like that 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 is interesting to me um i think it'd be fun if they lean into the fact that blade is actually british oh is he yeah That's he's fun. supposed to be 
um, and actually like really drive that home, I think it'd be funny. Is Mahershala Ali British? It's a good question. I really don't know. No, he's American. That'd be very funny if we make him do a British accent to be blue. <laughs> we, we take one back from we our get for our one team. back. Yeah. Um, so they could lean into that if they wanted. I mean, there's there's evidence they could take to differentiate it and make it cool. So we'll see. I I I don't know. For a while, we've always been like, oh, we have faith. They'll probably figure it out. But again, there has been a couple Marvel entries lately that we've been pretty disappointed by. So yeah. we're, we're really rooting for Thor. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Not that I want, I'm not rooting for it to fail or anything, no. but it's just, you know, I'll be, I'll be, Temper I mean, okay. And here's the thing. It's still, it's so early. We've seen literally nothing about it. This is all there's just, not even, there's no set photo. This is all just conjecture. Conjecture and, and smoke and mirrors. And so, yeah, just interesting to talk about though. Yeah. Um, and then the last bullet point I had was uh, Armor Wars. Movie. Armor Wars is now going to just be a theatrical, theatrically released uh, film, not a miniseries, which is interesting. It kind of, you know, like I said earlier, we're going to talk about it. it, plays into what we were saying before is like, maybe maybe they went a little too hard in the paint. A little too hard in the paint with the series of just everything's a series now. We're doing twice as many series as we're doing movies. It'll be sweet. Um, and I think maybe there is something to be said about like, yeah, there's there's you know strengths and, and weaknesses to each of those formats. That like doing a six episode mini series like that, you know, that's cool because there's more content, there's more hours, but that also means that you know for say the same budget, you got to spread it a little thinner, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And like, yeah, maybe some some of these stories that they've they've presented in the in the mini series have not necessarily yeah been full six episodes worth of story where if you did kind of trim a little fat and then condense it a little bit, you could get a compelling two and a half hour movie out of it if you wanted or whatever long. So hmm. I, I mean, I'm going to assume that they had a good enough reason for doing it, which whichever reason or reasons it was, it could have been any or all of those that they were like, eh, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is full six episodes worth of content. And right, of course, I don't know if it'll look good if we do. Cause I mean, being this, uh, armor wars, the iron man thing, right? Yeah. It's going to be nothing but, like, you know, CGI everyone's suits. in CGI suits. So, like, that could be maybe a factor in of itself is, like, we don't really want to commit to spend the time and money to make, you know, six hours of just Rhodey in an Iron Man suit fighting a bunch of Iron Man suit guys. So, mm-hmm. we'll we'll kind of condense yeah. it a little, so. And then try out a story and, like, force yeah. plot lines. That'd be cool. It's also, I think, also, it's it's pretty cool that this means that Rhodey's getting, like, a movie, yeah. Essentially. Like, I don't know. That feels a little bit more... Um, Pocket doesn't get one. Preferable. No, he hasn't. But just, you know, Rhodey's been, like, one of the... I guess he's he's in the MCU at this point, probably the oldest, like, black superhero that they've, they've yeah. still got kicking. And, I mean, not that he obviously wasn't in Iron Man 1. Um, well, he was. What's his name? Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto wasn't the one in Iron Man 1. But he's been there since Iron Man 2. He's been... At this point, he's one of the real, like... Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's... Honestly, maybe the, one of the oldest. I mean, obviously, so the other total. characters from that movie, but Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson's gone, right? Yeah, John Downey Jr.'s gone. Well, yeah, RDJ and and John Favreau. John Favreau, I guess, is still kicking to some extent. Paul Bentley. But yeah, I suppose I. But like, Makes as far sense. as actual characters, yeah. right? Like, in in big significant roles like that, you know, what's his name? Um, Bruce Banner, obviously the Hulk, except he's he's also switched actors now. So yeah. He's Don Chill is really one of those. So like I was like, this is actually cool for him to because I mean again, even though we all like these shows and they they get pretty hyped up in their own way, they're definitely secondary to uh, the movies when it when you're talking about the mainstream, right? Yeah. So I 100%. think it's really cool that Don Chill gets an actual entry in this. He's been shit. I mean, he's been Rhodey in how many things now? I mean, between A all lot. his movies, like he's he's really up there with his with his hitting with the best of them. 
yeah with his credits i would say and uh yeah give him a f- actual cinematic release this will be sweet oh yeah absolutely it's basically i mean at this point it, it, i feel like making it a movie really kind of cemented in a lot of people's minds like oh this is going to be like iron man 4 hey, um, that'd, that'd be cool and you i finally see an iron man in theaters yes he will <laughs> excellent look at that uh so yeah with him and we know Ray williams is going to be in this um i don't know i'm still crossing my fingers for justin hammer i don't think that's been confirmed one or the other yet no. but it's gotta be right it's gotta Gotta be the return of Justin Hammer. Oh, wow. Come on. I mean, hope so. He got that grudge because really just shut him down. He can do whatever. I mean, you yeah. can. He, they, they play fast and loose with the comic lore. You can make him in charge of whichever one of the suits. He, he can shit. make Titanium Man. He can make Crimson Dynamo. He can make fucking Detroit Steel. I don't care. Just bring him back, baby. Give him back to me. I think we're going to have all those guys, probably. Oh, yeah. Because it's just going to be about armors. Everyone and the armor. wars. Yeah, and the wars. So is it, is that, Those are all the ones that are come to the top of my mind. Yeah. Detroit Steel, Crimson Dynamo. I don't know any. I don't know any of who we were talking about. Titanium Man. What? There they are, though. And Rhodey's gonna beat them all up because he's got the experience. He knows how to run the Iron Man. He's got suit. that war machine. He's got the war machine. They'll probably do the. I'm sure he'll get a new armor, a new sick armor. That'll be cool. Maybe oh, yeah. he'll use the. You remember at the end of Endgame, he had the. I don't know. It's 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 either the War Machine Mark Seven or something, or the Iron Patriot Mark Two, depending on how you look at it. And it was like a bigger, kind of bulkier one. Yeah. But, Puts a bunch of big guns. It's sweet. I love them. I love the War Machine suits. They're much more practical. Rhodey knows what's up. Iron Man's like, ah, oh, mine are mine are slick and cool. And Rhodey's like, just strap guns on it so I can like Kill. shoot lots of things. I yeah. mean, what are we doing here, guys? Come on. I'm a. I got a. I'm a. I'm a War Machine. I gotta shoot all the things, man. Don't you get that? <laughs> it's great. So that was. Uh, it's cool. I'm glad. I think it'll be fun. Oh yeah. I think uh, then that wraps it up, Jack. That's my Marvel news roundup. That's a very good roundup. I think we have fun. And uh, fills me with hope and fear for the future. That's right. That's that's. It was a lot of hope and fear, isn't it? That's just the news. That's I life, think. isn't it? Man? That's the news. That's the news. Uh, I'm glad we could bring that to you, listeners. Your escapism from the news, more news. Uh, we're gonna wrap it all right yeah, about here. But it's here. goofy. It's goopy. You know, superfluous. This is real superhero news. <laughs> no, you're. Right. It's all goofy. Is this gonna wrap up our longest episode yet? Maybe. Spending all this edit goes. That. Uh, I definitely caught that. First time breaking three hours in the raw edit? No, I'm just saying don't call it. Like, oh. no. Let's say it on the recording. Oh, maybe There's I'll... There's hope, yeah. I'll leave it in. It'll be a fun little Easter egg. Um, so thanks so much for listening. You can There's always... too many things to talk about, Jack. There's too Fuck, man. Week after week. And next week's going to be hardly any better. Well, yeah. no, it will be, actually. But then the thing is, we did, we left out Lord of the Rings as well. And then we got we got to double up on that fucking shit Evo show. Knows. But that'll be it. Because yeah. next week's the finale. So we get to do a nice... And that, that's probably good. A little penultimate finale little com- so and she elk finale and then those are both done with so then we're into into the clear for a couple and then, we're, weeks. then we're into the drought and then all, all of a sudden this is all it is it's, we get we got a great flood and a great drought then when it rains it pours and then it's just nothing and when it when it dries it's fucking dry they all they all i swear they can they conspire to the cabal put as many shows in. like who does it who's this good for spread it why y'all compete with each other Compete with yourself sometimes. If we didn't have this show, I wouldn't watch it. I would just some of these shows would go on by the wayside and interest wise by this point. Oh yeah. I'd be like, I'll get to that sooner or later. That's crazy. It's too much. If we didn't have this show, God knows what I would do. Who knows what I'd be watching and not watch? Be probably nothing. I'd never watch Westworld. God knows that. You'd probably be watching none of these shows. No, no, I'd probably watch She Hulk. You'd probably watch She Hulk. And I'd probably watch Andrew because my I got friends at school who want to watch it with me, so I'd watch it with them. There we are. But all right, no, 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 no. Tr- actually bring us out now. Um, you know, fucking, what do I say every week? Twitter, Architect Jazz, Gmail, Architect Jazz, Gmail.com, Instagram, The Architect Podcast, Jeff, Logo, 
Incotion.jpg, Surly Salt, Intro, Spotify, SoundCloud, Single with a B-Side. We'll tell you more when, we, when you goddamn well deserve it, when you eat your goddamn vegetables. Um, wrote it, produced it, built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people. Good night. Good night. Godspeed. <laughs>